video. This is our second show of the day, and we're talking about PlayStation news. There's remake leaks, commentary about when PC games will be coming to PC, and what's the word on live service games and when we can expect those to land and on what platforms. I'm going to break down all of the info for you right here at the beginning of the stream so you don't have to go searching for it but I do have to end the first show this is our second show of the day we covered the Modern Warfare 2 news about campaign DLC if you missed that show you can go check it out just like this show the first 5 or 6 minutes has all the info that you might be looking for so I am going to end that stream and bring everybody over from it and we're going to jump in to an update with a very very quick rundown of all the latest PlayStation news for you This is a Reforge update. The latest PlayStation news is coming in a very wide variety of ways. There's leaks about remakes or remasters. There's commentary from Herman Holst about PC games and when we can expect those to come after a game is released, as well as Sony's push into live service. I'm going to break it all down for you in a very quick update. Be sure to check out my other channel, Reforge Gaming. That's where I stream live. So I want to talk about the PC port time frame. I've made my own predictions about that. I want to talk about live service games maybe landing on Xbox and more remake or remaster leaks. So I had my own previous predictions about games coming to PC, and I essentially said that a game like God of War Ragnarok would likely get pushed to the PS Plus 12 months later, and then roughly 14 to 18 months would then go to PC. Basically saying a year to a year and a half time frame is when we're going to see these games start to go to PC. We're not going to wait nearly as long as we have up to now. You're not going to be waiting two and three years for a game to finally get its PC port. Now, according to PCGamer.com, PlayStation Studios head Herman Holst had let slip that going forward, we can expect to wait at least a year before first-party PlayStation games hit PC. Now, what this does is, this means that's the bare minimum. They're not going to come any earlier than that, but they're setting a time frame and saying, at the very least, you're going to have to wait one year for a game to come to PC. This lines up pretty well with my prediction. I had people telling me there's no way that's crazy. It's going to take two to three years before games land on PC. Now, to their credit, the people that push back on my prediction, Sony was pretty ardently against parallel development. They didn't want to be developing the game and its PC port at the exact same time, but I think they're getting faster at porting games to PC. According to PC Gamer, the big PC push is going to continue. Sony has, of course, undergone a remarkable shift in relationship with PC the last couple of years. The company bought up PC Porthouse Nixus uh, in July of last year, and the once impenetrable fortress that housed PlayStation-exclusive games like Horizon Zero Dawn, Marvel, Spider-Man, and God of War has fallen. Basically, they're saying some of the biggest titles have landed on PC. I was actually wrong about Spider-Man. I said... I don't think Spider-Man's ever going to come to PC, and that happened, which means everything's fair game. Expecting to be profitable in this market is something PC Gamer commentated on. Sony expects to make $300 million from its PC releases in this financial year, so already a good turnout from just a handful of titles coming. The continued expansion on PC will continue. The relationship's not going anywhere anytime soon. It was only this morning that Herman Holst was chatting in frustratingly vague terms about upcoming investments to strengthen Sony's expansion to PC. Those were his words. They want to strengthen Sony's expansion on PC. Data miners have also uncovered references to a possible PlayStation PC launcher in the files of Marvel's Spider-Man, suggesting the company has plans to stake a permanent settlement 
on the PC shores. You can also synchronize your account now, and that works inside of Spider-Man. What else is on the horizon? Well, not only do they want to push in to the PC port landscape, they want to do live service. And according to PC Gamer, in terms of upcoming PlayStation releases on PC, the Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection comes to Steam on October 19th, and we've also seen hints about Returnal coming to PC as well. And beyond these, right around the corner, there is the live service push. So, what about live service? Waiting for PC games has one exception. You're not going to have to wait for PC games if they are live service. Quote from PC Gamer, There's one exception to the rule. PlayStation's live service games, which we might see day and date with their console releases. Considering the fact that the company has plans for 10 live service games in the works, that's a fairly major big commitment for PC. Now, why is this important? In an interview with YouTuber Julian Cheze, Holst says that, quote, because you want to have a really strong community, strong engagement right away when you go live with live service games, Sony might opt to release them across multiple platforms at the same time in the future. Now, I think this means we will likely see Sony live service games landing on Xbox. I don't think you will see them on Game Pass, but at a bare minimum, when a Sony live service game lands, it will hit the PlayStation platform as well as PC day and date. This dovetails well with their push to PC with ports of their big first party titles. But a live service game being on every single platform makes the most sense in my mind. There was also the Horizon Zero Dawn remake or the Horizon Zero Dawn remaster leak. It's unconfirmed whether or not this leak is accurate. My prediction here is it's likely going to be a director's cut treatment the way that Dark, uh, I'm not sorry, not Dark Souls, Death Stranding, DS, Death Stranding and Ghost of Tsushima received. I need to be able to read my own notes here. So I do think we could see a director's cut treatment of Horizon Zero Dawn, bring it up to graphical parody of Forbidden West. Probably a small team of people that spearheaded the graphical updates for Horizon Forbidden West could bring the character animations in the world up to that graphical parody of what Forbidden West looks like, and that would pair really well with the TV announcement and push that they're going to do. This fits with the strategy that they use for The Last of Us, but I don't think this will be a full-blown remake remaster the way that we saw them completely remake The Last of Us, its world, its characters, its AI. This would likely be a director's cut treatment that we saw in Ghost of Tsushima and Death Stranding, costing owners of the game maybe $10. We'll have to wait and see for an official word from Sony. As for this video, this has been a Reforge update. Be sure to check out Reforge Gaming, where I stream live. Hit subscribe with the bell button, and I'll see you in the next video. I've never said that before. This has been a Reforge update. That <laughs> I kind of felt super official. This has been a Reforge update. <laughs> what do you guys make of all this, man? Sony swinging big. My thumbnail says, I told you so. I told y'all. I said there's no way they're going to wait. make people wait two and three years for these games to come to PC. The PC ports have been way too lucrative. They've made way too much money. And I don't see them waiting that long. Let's start with that. What do you guys think about that prediction? Give me the first 100 likes, by the way. You guys were great in the first stream. We need a strong like count for the second stream. We've had weaker like counts on our second streams, and it's hurting us because YouTube's like, what's the deal? You have 300 viewers, and you don't even have 100 likes. Let's set our sights on 200 likes 
very, very quickly. I know it seems weird, but I believe we are being punished for having a greater viewer ratio compared to the likes compared to the first stream because the second stream, we come out of the gate a lot stronger with total view count. Aaron Claypool with a $10 tip through Super Chat. P.S. With all these uh, successful single-player titles, looking at Microsoft and Activision Blizzard stepping into the live service bear traps with Halo Infinite and Overwatch 2 and going, man, we need to get in on that action. Thank you for the $10 tip through Super Chat. Ashen uh, says, I won't lie, the only thing I care about as far as ports is Bloodborne. I want every single amazing Sony game to land on PC and and enjoy success on that audience. Do you have any idea? I I think Returnal is going to be an absolute smash hit on PC. How many memberships do you have now? We've dropped quite a bit. We We hit 3k it says we only hit 2,996, but I know that's not true. We hit 3K because we have 3K worth of emotes. We're in like the 2,700s now, I think. Wheezy says, it's kind of funny because the news has made me kind of lean towards just selling my PS5, to be honest. I can wait a year plus to play a game on my PC, to be honest. I haven't turned it on in months. Well, I would be careful with that, Wheezy. I think my predictions sound... But it's not gospel, and it's not written in stone. I don't know about waiting a year and a half to play Spider-Man 2, or Wolverine, or God of War Ragnarok. That's that's a long time, bro. You can get impatient, especially can you, considering you have a PS5. Can you imagine being like, bro, I gotta wait 14 months to play Wolverine. It looks awesome. And I had a PS5. I had one. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know, bro. That's, a, that's, that's still a chunk of time. They didn't say all games, and they didn't say a year would be the standard. Year is the minimum. I think because they're saying year is minimum, Eugene, I think that adds credence to my prediction that it's going to land in the 12 to 18 month window. If one year is the minimum, I can't see it being two to three years. You wouldn't say what he said. You would say 18 to 24 months is the minimum. If it's going to land in two to three years, I think it's going to land in the 12 to 18 month window. Because if you're saying that's the minimum, he's saying that's the fastest it'll ever happen. Meaning, there'll be times where it lands on like the 13th month. That's going to happen that fast. One year, boom, there you go. It doesn't mean it's going to be that way every time though. That's a good point. Spider-Man was the floodgate. I expect Ragnarok will come. Spider-Man 2 ETC, even if it's two years, I can wait two years. Well, good for you, Wheezy. I wouldn't be able to do that. Heck no. 18 months is what I'm expecting to be the average, says Eugene. I think 18 months makes the most sense, Eugene, because they still want to get value out of the game on PS Plus. I think they want to be able to kick the game to PS Plus and have that matter for a couple of months. Guys, thanks for a strong turnout on our second show. Do me a humongous favor. I know a lot of you are lurking and you were here for the first show. We're in our second show of the day. Smash that thumbs up button. Please smash it. I appreciate everybody who does that. That like ratio to view count is super important in the first hour of the stream. We have been finding that to be the case. I'm like a kid. I'm like a kid before Christmas. I was seeing if anybody else. I was seeing if anybody else uh, did any of the. No, okay, just the two. All right, sorry. Uh, get with the program, dude. That's right. No way. I would wait a year for certain studios. Yeah, I could never do what Weezy's saying. I could never wait two years for God of War or Spider-Man 2 or Wolverine. Not to mention, 
homie there are some titles coming that i literally will beat down the door for a sequel to ghost of tsushima if they do a sequel to returnal I'm, I'm, I will not wait a single moment to play those games. Absolutely not. I want to be in there moment one, day one. Zero hesitation. Just click, boom, get me in. Waiting two years? Yeah, most people aren't going to go that. Yeah, I, I think a year and a half, I just think that's the sweet spot. We're very different. Oh, we, I know we're very different. I know. We're, we're very different. <laughs> in many ways. Returnal on PC, drool. Yeah, Returnal on PC is coming, right? I yeah, definitely. I, I definitely think that is is that those leaks are real. I think those Returnal PC leaks are real. If you guys are just tuning in, the latest PlayStation news concerns remake leaks. It concerns PC games. It concerns live service games. Right now, we're discussing the speed with which a PlayStation PC game will happen. It's looking like it's going to be, I think, between 12 and 18 months. Herman Hulse says, at the very least, you'll have to wait 12 months before a Sony PlayStation game hits the PC. Because PS5 exclusive titles are going to become the norm, and then you're going to have to wait a minimum of one year for it to hit PC. What do you think about that time frame? Is that too fast? Do you think that that's going to cause people to skip out on PS5? Wheezy's sitting here talking about getting rid of his PS5 because he can wait that long. Returnal deserves a PC port, but I really hope they add in the haptic feedback too because it adds so much to the gameplay. You can you can have haptic feedback in Steam, so it will likely be there. That'd be super weird to not have haptic feedback on Returnal, one of the games that showcases it the most. Eugene says, where's Mo?" Didn't you wait for God of War on PC? Me? No. I beat God of War when it came out, and it gave me headaches because of the 30 FPS. I played it again when they gave it the free 4K checkerboard update 60 FPS on PS5. I didn't have time to beat it again, but I played it again, and I played it a third time when it landed on PC. Again, didn't have time to beat it. We're not really a gameplay channel, so those were quick samples, but I've played that game... I've, I've beaten the game once and played it a second and third time when it got the updates and the PC port. God of War Ragnarok coming to coming to PC? The, I, I'm, I'm telling you, it's going to be faster. There was the interview where she literally said when they ported the game to PC, they made adjustments to their pipeline work on God of War Ragnarok. You looking fit? Man, I, I, I've, I've, I'm continuing to lose weight. I'm not working out. I adjusted my diet. We basically, I don't eat anything after dinner and until the next morning. And I'm down to like one, I'm down to 145. My highest weight was like one, between 163 and 165. I've lost close to 20 pounds. That's, and that's all I did. Now, I lost about eight pounds by drinking alcohol less often and adjusting my salt intake and Coke intake. But yeah. I started this thing like three or four weeks ago and lost almost like another 10 pounds. 12 months feels like the standard Sony PS exclusive launch title. Not that it's a grace period for development, though they use that to refine all of the edges. Coke intake, Coca-Cola intake, Coca-Cola. <laughs> Uh, Eugene says, if that leak spreadsheet is real, the port isn't even in progress, or at least wasn't at the time that the spreadsheet was made. Um, what game are y'all talking about? Trill Troll. Forbidden West is four months away from being a year, and the DLC hasn't even been announced yet. I don't think it's going to be released on PC that soon either. 
Here's what I think is going to happen, Troll Troll. I think the window of time is just going to get shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter. Does that make sense? So it was like three and four years, then it's going to be like two years, then it's going to be like 18 months. Then I think you're going to see some landing on the 13th month, the 14th month. Do you know what I'm saying? I, 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 I definitely think those windows are just going to get shorter. So yeah, Forbidden West is going to be a little bit longer than 18 months, and God of War Ragnarok will probably be right on the 18th month. That's what I think. Jimurai needs to go. Why? What? What? Why do they? What? What are they doing that he needs to go for? Yo, we need thirty more likes on the video. Do me a favor, man. You lurkers that come over from the first stream, you got to help me out. Smash that thumbs up. I need two hundred likes on the video, like right now. Right now. Wait until see Lono sees this. Is that real? Or did somebody do that? Is that fan made? Are is are there there aren't Ghost of Tsushima Legos? You Photoshop that. Did you Photoshop that? Is that real? The frick out of here! Oh, it's a concept. Oh my gosh! I was like, oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! I need it! I need it right now! I'll put it on the wish list. Um, for those of you guys missed the announcement, we're entertaining a, a, a personal hobby channel where I'll like put together Lego sets and we're letting you kickstart it. We have a bunch of Star Wars Lego sets on the Amazon wish list. My birthday's like a month and somebody, some people already bought some of them. So we're literally going to do it because you guys are, are supplying it. So if you feel like doing that, <laughs> go ahead. Jim Ryan is only a businessman, not a gamer. Um, whether I have a gamer businessman, I would rather have a business gamer man than a corporate businessman. Let me explain something to you. I don't want a gamer in the driver's seat of a company. I want a businessman. Do you want to know why? Because I want the business to be sound and successful. If profits flowing and companies are expanding, then I get more games. I get games that are bigger and better like Forbidden West. I get games like Returnal. I get games like Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I get Director's Cut for Ghost of Tsushima. I want a businessman in charge of the company, not some doe-eyed, ideological, dumb-dumb gamer that's going to do things that aren't good for the bottom line, which leads to downsizing, which leads to shrink, which leads to shareholders suing you because you're making bad decisions and destroying the business. I don't want some ideological, doe-eyed like person that thinks games are art and you can't do these things to them and treat them like products. Listen, man, games are art, and some of the best games we've ever received have come from really big companies with really big budgets. So I don't buy into that. He only cares about his stocks, not gamers. That's all he should care about. That's his job. His job is to make sure they make as much money as possible. That's literally his job. And it's led to Gorilla expanding, Insomniac expanding, under his leadership and under Sony ownership, their their studios have grown and the quality of the work has increased. I, I, I don't think you want some, some ideologue in charge of the company. You want somebody who is beholden to the shareholders. Listen, I got news for you. All of your favorite video games, all of your favorite video game companies, even if you like Microsoft more than Sony, they're doing the same thing, bro. They're doing the same thing. You, you think that... You think that Phil Spencer and Microsoft aren't like rigorously committed to the profit margins? Go add that. Oh, there's a yeah, there's a Horizon Forbidden West long neck. No, there's not. Oh my gosh, there is. 
We were going to do all the Star Wars stuff first, but maybe we could break and do that too. <laughs> okay, I'll do it. Okay, Sven. <laughs> if you insist. Freaking Forbidden West Longneck. That's so cool. Speaking facts right now. That's what I'm saying. There's no way. Like, you can't. You, you, if you, what, you think that Phil Spencer and Microsoft aren't rigidly committed to profit? You know that both companies are greedy? They're not greedy. They're businesses. Why do you hate Gotham Knights so much? It's a good game. That's not what we're talking about right now. We're not talking about Gotham Knights. I'll play it on launch date. I'm sorry that you like it and I don't. I hope you have a blast with it. I don't want to yuck your yum. I hope Gotham Knights you know, makes your hair fall out from excitement and you grow 10 inches in height because you, you were so enthused and infused with joy and mirth, but I think it looks like a freaking mobile game. God forbid companies try to make money. That's what I mean. What, what, I don't know. The other guy is better than Jim Ryan. Herman Holst, is that who you're talking about? Herman Holst was the one that did this interview. The latest PlayStation news is about PS5 exclusives coming to PC, like PlayStation PC games coming at quicker intervals, as well uh, as as well as others. They have a Thunderjaw too. What the frick? Someone get him display shelves so he can put them up behind him while streaming. We have a whole plan for that. We're we're thinking about a second camera and like a corner shelf over there with all the sets on it. Like smashed. Yeah, we need 200 likes real quick. We need it before we hit the 30 minute mark. Um, Ryan and Holst are exactly in the right position. I always said it would melt fanboys when games move to PC. I don't think that's what this guy's issue is. Night Night, what is your... You ever go Night Night? What's your deal with, with Jim Ryan, though? What's he doing to Sony that you don't like? You're speaking in big... You're speaking in big platitudes. Using words like greedy and... And different and different sort of things like that, like almost like they they shouldn't they shouldn't be committed uh, to profit, right? Like they shouldn't be committed to profit. Like that doesn't that 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 doesn't make any sense. You know what I'm saying? You have to give you have to give reasons or or cite instances. What are they doing that's making you say this? That's the ultimate question. You need to give examples. Like what's Jim Ryan doing to Sony properties that's so bad? Charging 70 uh, for games while 60s on PC. Microsoft's doing the same thing. What's that? That's Jim Ryan's fault. Maybe it's about inflation. Maybe it's about the cost of digital items never tracking with inflation in the video game world. You think that's? Do you think that's Jim Ryan doing that? I don't understand. What? What about? What about Microsoft? Gotham Knights is launching in 10 days. It's $70 on both consoles and $10 on PC. Nickel and diming for everything is what Jim's doing. It's needed though. What is Jim doing that's nickel and diming? Give me an example. Give me an example. You're not allowed to speak in broad, unsubstantiated platitudes here. I don't allow that. You've got to substantiate what you're saying. How is Jim Ryan nickel and diming their, their culture, and it's not what you're seeing on other places. 60 on PC, you sure? Yes, Gotham Knights is 60 on PC. 100%. Microsoft is still 60, third-party 70. Yeah, Microsoft 60 because what? They've launched two first-party titles since the next-gen console came out. 
They also give their titles away on Game Pass like Forza and Halo Infinite. I don't understand. So, Microsoft has a completely different business strategy. They've launched a whopping two two first-party titles since the next-gen consoles came out, and they gave them away on Game Pass. And Sony's like, we're charging $70. And the consumers are responding and buying. So, that's how the market's supposed to work. And your interpretation of that is that's nickel and diming. That's why. Why is that nickel and diming the consumer? Nothing in the video game world is tracked with inflation. A whopping $10 price increase is being interpreted as nickel and diming. Jim said, expect everyone's opinions even when you don't agree. You know, Jim didn't take a side with uh, changes and people have it in for him now. What? Their output this year alone, with all five first-party releases, and the indies and multiplats, like the indies alone have been insane. So much great games, and now the stars, ETC, they're doing a lot. What are you talking about? There haven't been five first-party releases. I don't know why people are so negative. I think they're just desperate for a showcase. People think video games should be free for some reason. You know what's worse for gaming than Jim Ryan? Let's say Jim Ryan is the sole reason that you're spending 70 for games on Sony, which is woefully stupid and uninformed, but let's just say that that's what's happened. Jim Ryan is the reason that you're spending 10 more dollars for games on Sony. Do you want to know what's worse for the gaming market? Dollar menu gaming syndrome. Expecting everything for free, not wanting to pay any money. That's worse for the gaming market than a healthy ecosystem of value proposition, transaction, value transmission, satisfied customer. That's way healthier than the dollar store, dollar menu video gaming that is taking over the minds of gamers. Why do you have to pay for anything? These multi million dollar budgets these sometimes close to billion dollar budgets for games and companies and studios because they span five years or more sometimes but they're, and they're just supposed to give everything away for dirt cheap why why you pay more for movies than you did in the 90s you pay more for music than you did in the 90s what's the matter with paying 70 for a video game gt7 Horizon Forbidden West, MLB The Show, Tlu Part 1, God of War Ragnarok, that's five. Oh, 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 yeah, Mulwin. I thought you were talking about Xbox. I was like, they haven't had five first-party releases. I mis- I mistook what you were saying. Exactly, makes sense to me. Jim Ryan ruined PvP. If I keep getting games at the quality and level at Sony, no micros, I'll happily pay 70. Right, no micros is the other thing you gotta consider. When you buy Horizon Forbidden West for 70 or God of War Ragnarok for 70, that's it. That's the end of the matter. Fully delivered, amazing games. They win awards. And you're like, oh, that's just such a joke. But you're going to run into the arms of subscription service gaming, which will likely be riddled with micros. You know that Microsoft's entertaining putting advertisements in games because how else do you subsidize subscription-based services? Well, you do with advertisements and microtransactions. So who exactly is on a trajectory of nickel and diming their communities? I I don't think it's Sony with a $10 price increase. I like the PC community because they wouldn't have been paying for $70 for games. 
do you really want to look at the PC community and talk about what Steam does that's anti-competitive and makes it almost impossible for anybody to launch their games elsewhere? You're gonna... Is that what we're gonna do? You really want to look at Steam and talk about greed? Like, if you really want to start throwing rocks through a glass house, start talking about PC gaming versus Sony and start talking about greed. It'll be hilarious. It's not Jim Ryan's responsibility to cater to customers who can't handle a $10 increase from four to five years of 60. If you're over 18 and can't handle a $10 increase, that's a personal problem. (laughs) I love the first half of what you said. It's not Jim Ryan's responsibility to cater to customers who can't handle a $10 increase. That's a slam dunk of a sentence. (laughs) If you're just tuning in, we're covering the PlayStation news. There's leaks about a Horizon Zero Dawn remake. There's timelines being trotted out for PC game ports, PlayStation PC games, and also the PlayStation Live service games. So if you want caught up or you want to chime in, make sure you're subscribed to the channel and start talking in my chat. I just got here. There's a rumor a PlayStation Showcase is happening October 20th. What are your thoughts on this? If it's from the leakers, they can suck it. I'm sorry. I'm 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 sorry. Um, I hope it's true. (laughs) I hope it's I hope it's true. Uh, we've been so debated about the PlayStation Showcase. That if anybody tells me there's a rumor or a leak about a PlayStation showcase, I'm going to throat punch them. I'm literally going to throat punch them. (laughs) It's from Robert Serrano last I saw. Yeah, that guy literally doesn't leak anything. He just lies. There's leakers and there's liars. He's not a leaker. Hellish Smoker with a seven-month milestone. Welcome back. I'm an Xbox guy, and even I can't get behind the thinking that Jim Ryan is just doing his job. Right, I don't understand. It's not a $70 price tag. For most games, it's a $70 entry fee. You're then bombarded with microtransactions. Really? What game's doing that? If games were 70 with no micros, I'd have no issue with it. What, what game is charging 70 with micros, Mitch? Give us an example. What game? I, I'm going to wait a long time. Be- because there isn't one there I- there is no game charging $70 and then is riddled with micros GT7 GT7 addressed all that almost immediately oh FIFA and Madden oh my gosh we're talking about first party titles now GT7 okay I'll grant you that one I forgot about Gran Turismo okay grant me forgiveness for forgetting about Gran Turismo I don't play racing games I don't care about FIFA and Madden. I'm talking about first party titles. Sport, you're going to run to sports games and act like that's the industry standard? Is that how you want to substantiate your argument that, oh, I'm going to pay 70 and get riddled with micros? What games are doing that? All these sports games and racing games. Dude, they've been riddled with pay to win for years. That's not the industry standard. You can't substantiate your claim that that's going to start happening in the industry and run to FIFA and Madden. They are literally the worst offenders of microtransactions. Right? My point is, Mitch, there is not a trend right now emerging that, hey, it's $70, and wham, we're going to hit you with micros. Like, Gran Turismo did that, yes, but you can't look at FIFA and Madden and think that they're, they're, they're representative of the market. They're not. 
They've been getting just reamed out for their pay to win for years and they've never made adjustments and no other games have, have fallen in line with that. GT7 was never pay to win. I saw nothing but anger and rage and hate in the wake of that game launching. I saw nothing but anger and hate and rage when that game launched. They made they walked back some of their stuff. The GT7 micros were overstated even before the changes. Yeah, they walked back some of the stuff that people complained about anyway. You can play the show without spending uh, money. You don't have to pay anything on GT7. The $10 increase doesn't even make a difference to me. If I want something enough, price is not an issue. Not pay to win, but horrendous micros. Can't win. Can't win if you can't race. Okay, we're getting lost in the minutia. The point is not, can you find a $70 game with bad micros? Because you can find $60 games with bad micros. Ergo, you can't conclude that $70 is connected to bad micros. Like, that's correlation. Bad micros have been in the market for a long time. It's not a causative reality. Like, oh, games that are going 70 are baking in bad micros. Bad micros have been around for years. The entrance price is not the issue. That's not the issue with bad micros. Because would it be fair for me to say, well, here's a game with a $70 price entrance point and no micros. Therefore, $70 leads to no micros. No, I can't do that because it's not a causative relationship. It's correlation. I could point at Horizon Forbidden West. I could point at God of War Ragnarok. I could even point at Gotham Knights and say, here are $70 games with zero microtransactions. That doesn't then therefore mean that I can argue $70 leads to no micros, guys. $70 price points are savior. I wouldn't argue that. That's a terrible way to substantiate a claim. That's just pure correlation between the two realities. So finding $70 games with bad micros is not proof of anything to the same degree that finding $70 games with no microtransactions is also not proof of anything. Star Wars Battlefront before all the criticism? Well, right, but again, you guys are not dealing with Sony or the $70 price point or why somebody said that Jim Ryan's bad for Sony. You're simply pointing out that there have been companies that have done bad microtransactions and a handful of them are virtually guilty of this prior to the $70 price increase. Like, they were guilty of this well before prices started to go up on video games. Like, nobody's looking Nobody's looking at the the way that they're pricing games and being like, yep, just now, here comes the bad micros. Well, no, 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 no nobody, nobody's saying that. Bad micros have been around for a really long time. Guys, do me a favor. We've had a really, really nice viewer bump in the stream, and some of it's literally because you guys did what you, with the like button. You guys did it. We need another like milestone. All right. I need 70 of you to smash like. Let's hit 300 likes. Thanks for the huge turnout. If you've never been here before, hit subscribe. That enables you to talk in my chat. Chime into the discussion. Yeah, Miles wasn't 70. Miles was like 40 or 50 bucks. Mm. 
Bascon, yeah, because I would give the gamer fair value, unlike Jim Ryan and Sony. Jim Ryan remakes remastered for 70, so you're going to defend that too. I took issue with The Last of Us Part 1 remake being $70. I thought it created a very weird pricing parody. It's weird to go to the storefront in Sony and see Horizon Forbidden West for 70 and God of War Ragnarok for 70. I actually think they should have charged 50, but the optics was for them, this is a premium product that got a AAA a AAA game's full brunt force of work. Right? So the $70 price on The Last of Us Part 1, I took issue with, even though I hear where Sony's coming from. They're like, listen, this is a premium product. We A AAA company threw the weight of itself behind remaking this game. It's 70 bucks. So, I defended the fact that The Last of Us Part 1 was a good remake. It was It's actually, I think, the archetypal remake right next to Demon Souls. The level of work and care and passion that was poured into that. If you're going to do a remake, it should look like that. Go look at the Dead Space remake and then come talk to me about remakes that don't really look like next-gen remakes, okay? Enjoy looking at that just horrible trailer of low-res 2D animations and awful, awful work. It's, it's, it looks great, but it doesn't look next-gen, right? So you have one remake priced at 70 and you're saying Jim Ryan doesn't give value to the customers. So when his decisions about the, vis- the virtuous cycle, Sony's decisions, not his, Sony's decisions about the virtuous cycle led to great profit and growth for Gorilla and Insomniac, which has led to what? A bigger and better Horizon game in Horizon Forbidden West, a sequel to Spider-Man that will no doubt be bigger and better. It'll be the first next-gen only first-party title. Uh, Wolverine, God of War Ragnarok, these companies are flourishing under their leadership. So what exactly is the problem? Where is the loss of value? 10 bucks, you don't even own a PS5. I put money on the table that you don't even own the damn console. But you're sitting here taking up for the consumer who's not getting value. I have played some of the best video games ever made on my PS5. Award-winning, amazing games that have been funded by and grown and expanded by the business decisions at Sony. So acting like, oh, we're getting robbed of value? No, we're not. I bought The Last of Us Part 1 and was blown away. I've not touched that game for I don't even know how long. I, I think I played it seven years ago. And when I play it on my TV in my living room, I'm like, this is fantastic. It's like playing a dadgum interactive thriller, awful, gritty movie series. What about charging retro classic PS1, PS2, and PS3 games on a paywall? You guys are going to defend that too? What are you talking about? That's just part of the PlayStation Plus. What do you mean? What are you, what are you, what are you talking about? Like, I don't, I don't understand. Having, having retro classic games behind a paywall... So those should be free. See, like I said, you're bad for the industry. Your video game Karen entitled put my hands out and give me things for free mentality is so toxic and acidic on value. So a company is supposed to build an entire infrastructure of 
backwards compatible games and cloud streaming games and this amazing library of games that you can't play at all anymore unless you still have a working PS1, PS2, or PS3 those games are essentially lost to time. They're supposed to build that entire infrastructure and make all that available to you for free? That's what you think? But Jim Ryan's bad for gaming and gamers. Sure. There is something that is incredibly destructive to value. And you know what it is? Cheap customers and cheap products. Both are cheap and both destroy value. What do cheap customers do? They buy really cheap clothing, cheaply made clothing and sneakers from Walmart. Why? That's what they can afford. Is it their fault? No. But a cheap customer hurts value. Do you honestly think when you go to Walmart, you're getting a high value item? No. Why? Because it's cheap. Cheap product and cheap consumers make for decreased value. That's not a slight at people that shop at Walmart, by the way. It's not. But when you start penny pinching or when you have a very, very small budget, right? You're going to get lower value. My neighbors are having a fence installed and they wanted to do chain link. And what surprised me, blew me away, lumber fences are cheaper than chain link. Lumber looks nice, classy, real sweet, right? It's more expensive to do the chain link, okay? So they went with lumber. Well, why they go to lumber? They're not being cheap. They're not being cheapskates. They're trying to save money, right? They're, they're trying to save money. So, they're but they're getting lower value, right? Wood degrades over time. Wood needs treated. Wood needs maintenance and upkeep. A chain link fence doesn't need that, right? So when you approach gaming and you're basically like, I got two nickels to rub together. How much can you give me for games? You're getting Walmart games, bro. That's what you're getting. You're getting lower value. So if you think your your frugality to a fault is somehow good for gaming, it's not at all. It's a degradation of value. Thank you for the $2 tip, TG. And a brand new member from Shark Gomp. That's like our second new member of the day. We don't get a lot of new members here. Most people are getting gifted because we have super generous people. If you've never done a membership on YouTube before, click the join button. Five bucks gets you into members-only content every day. We do a members-only talk show at the end of every day, and we have a members-only Discord. No, you're bad for gaming for defending Jim Ryan and corporations' bad business tactics. If I'm bad for gaming by defending the company that's cranking out more game of the years than the other side, okay, then I'll take that. I'll wear that hat. I'm defending the company that has developers flourishing and growing and expanding and hiring more people and they're cranking out games that win awards. I'll do that. I will. Because I would love for that to become the standard so people like you are, aren't around anymore. Go go play your subscription fa- go play your subscription based games. I, I pay I pay I pay for games and play them and they win awards. How many of those dollar menu games you think are gonna win game of the year? How many? (laughs) 
Mr. Reforge, you're a legend. You're giving me faith in the gaming community. Finally, someone with some objective sense and nuance. Thanks for what you do. Uh, how do you put up with randoms? I mean, I've been doing this for like eight years. I enjoy debating. I enjoy discussing. What I don't enjoy is video game Karens. Yo, Behemoth with a $5. Oh, a $5. Five gifted memberships from Behemoth. My man Joker got one. WRB, Trash Boat, Nolan Sates, my man, and Corbin. You guys all got gifted members. Hey, we've been telling people to pay it forward. If you just got a gifted membership, gift another five members and pay it forward. We did that earlier today. Loney at it again. I'm not even being Loney. I've said for a very, very long time that I support price increases on games. I said that before I even owned a PS5. I said that before I even stepped foot in Ghost of Tsushima. And I said, I want to pay more for games. I think it would be better for the industry. Because it would give companies a route to not have to jam microtransactions into their game. And I did it by citing inflation. I said, look at the price of games when I was growing up. I was buying Nintendo cartridges for 60 to $70. That's like 100 to $120. If you go back in time, that was like going to the store and dropping 100 to $120 on a game. And it's like... Wh- I, and, and now we're paying less for bigger games, games that last way longer, games that have bigger budgets, games that have bigger staff working on them. Imagine doing that right now. Imagine spending $100 on a game that is big, that is as big and lasts as long as The Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. $100 on a game that lasts for I don't five or six hours. That's what we did back then. So even before... I kind of got on the Sony side of things and thought, I think Sony's structure is better. I think the way they handle their games is better. Even before I did that, I was telling people, we don't spend enough for games. We don't. We, 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 spend, we spend less than we used to for more than we used to. We get bigger and better games for less money than we did when I was growing up. When you bought a Nintendo game, when you bought a Nintendo cartridge for essentially 100 to $120, you got less game. Like, compare what you got in The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild for 60 bucks to imagine spending $100 on Ocarina of Time and compare the size and scope of the games. It's jaw-dropping, the difference. And yet... And yet, a $10 price increase is bad for the market and nickel and diming the customer. And this is bad for the the, the video games. Really? Returnal won Game of the Year under Sony's ownership and funding. Ratchet & Clank was nominated for numerous titles. Horizon Forbidden West and God of War Ragnarok will likely be nominated and win awards as well. What exactly are they doing that's so bad for the market? Was Halo good for the market? Was a free-to-play multiplayer beta that like barely launched? Is a mediocre campaign lacking features that were foundational seven years ago? It Was that good for the market? Did you get more value from Microsoft for that game? Did you? I'm just curious... Who's adding more value to the market since the next-gen consoles landed? Who? Seriously, who? Thank you, Eknor, for the 10 spot. If Jim Ryan needs to go... 
for making generation-defining games, and Phil needs to go ASAP for the state of Halo Infinite, the flagship title. Game's literally on the box. Yeah, what is Xbox doing for the market right now? If Sony's so bad for the market, who's the Paragon? If Sony is so bad for the market, who's the Paragon for the market right now? Is it Microsoft? With with half-baked games like Halo and Delays? Is, is, has that been good for the market? Defending corporate greed and bad business tactics are bad for gaming. I'm done here because you modern day age gamers <laughs> get what y'all deserve being ripped off by broken buggy games and nickel and dime games. Dude, I'll happily pay $70 for award winning games while you play games for free that barely launch. I will. I will happily keep handing $70 for award-winning games as opposed to getting games for free that barely run. It's not free. You know what I'm saying. The perception is that, you know, you pay for Game Pass and you get all these games and you don't have to buy them. Have you seen the most played games on each platform? Guess who had the most first-party games on those lists? <laughs> it's not hard. There are award-winning free games. Come on. Listen, listen. I love Microsoft, and I want them to start hitting home runs, but if you want to come in here and you want to trot out some narrative that Sony's bad for the market, I, I don't know how you can make that case. All you have is a measly $10 price increase. That's all you've got. And in the midst of doing that, they release award-winning games and they've expanded their studios. So how is that bad for the market? That that's not you're not substantiating your claim. You're just whining about a price increase. All corporations need to be held accountable by us gamers, and you guys shill for $70 games like Saints Row Reboot, how that turned out? No. See, you're making the fatal error of thinking that I think like you. And I don't think like you. Just because I've defended $70 games doesn't mean I'm some mindless drone who will defend every $70 game. There's something called nuance. There's something called... I don't know, analysis of the product. I don't just automatically defend something because it's $70 as I demonstrated moments ago when I told you I took issue with The Last of Us Part 1's price. I don't think like you. I don't think in dichotomous tribalistic dum-dum language. I don't think like that. If I see a game at $70 like, hmm, what did I just cover yesterday? (gasps) That's right, Gotham Knights and ridiculed Gotham Knights and shredded Gotham Knights. Why? And I've continued to say this very line every time. It's a $70 next-gen only title and it looks like a mobile game. I ridiculed the Dead Space remake for the same thing. It's not about the price point being universally good and accepted. It's about inflation has to allow for prices to increase. And when prices increase, coupled with next-gen only, I expect greatness. And when I don't see greatness, I'm going to get out the bat. Because if you expect me to pay $70 for the Dead Space remake or Gotham Knights, and they're also next-gen only, 
I expect that value in quality. So you're barking up the wrong tree if you think I sit here and go, $70? That means it's great. No. I didn't do that with Saints Row. I didn't even play it because I thought it looked bad from moment one. It's also not really my cup of tea. I will be playing Gotham Knights and judging the quality. I will be playing Dead Space Remake and judging the quality. You have to understand, you're throwing a foul on the play and acting as if $70 is always bad. Zero nuance, dichotomous, just flattened out thinking. No depth to it at all. I'm like, $70 is fine, and then I'll judge the game based on its quality. You don't have to think like me. I don't like $70 uh, $70 soulless games, and I don't want nobody to think like me, but I'm not going to agree on anybody in terms of defending $70 games. Right. Right. You're just being platitudinous. There's no depth to your thought. You just see $70 and you assume it's terrible. $70 soulless games. Yeah. Games like Returnal that won Game of the Year at BAFTAs. Games like Horizon Forbidden West that have been praised almost universally by the market. Yeah, those are soulless games. See what I'm saying? There's no nuance. There's no depth to your way of thinking. It's just tribalistic. It's $70 must be bad. Well, wait, is that the determination of a game's quality? The price point? What? Why? Like, conversely, I guess we should then reverse your logic and then free games should automatically be good? I don't understand. The more the price goes up, apparently the games are bad if the price goes up. Like, that's your line of thinking? Is that what I'm supposed to deduce from your logic? $70 for one of multiple... For one of multiple leisurely items starts to get up there and pretty expensive for the average consumer especially when inflation only raises the prices of products. You know what we've been talking about today that's really, really analogous to this? Legos. Legos. Go buy Legos now. I bought I bought Legos and, and, and played with Legos when I was a kid in the 90s. Go buy Legos now. And, 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 and watch your eyebrows go up at the price. How much for, for that? How much? $50 for a Lego set? What? Yeah. They corner the market and there's licensing too. If it's, you know, if it's Harry Potter, if it's Star Wars, you, you know, you're, you're paying for more than just the Lego. You're paying for licensing fees, right? So yeah, the, the price of leisure items go up. Are you, are you still into Legos like you were as a kid? Are you still into gaming like you were as a kid? Are you still into collecting albums like you were as a kid? It costs more money. That's the way that it works. You you think video games are immune to all these other realities? Talk to anybody who, who used to collect albums. Try to go collect albums now. Do it. Talk to anybody who, who always made sure to buy and collect movies back in the day. Try and do it now and see how cheap it is. Make sure and buy every Blu-ray that comes out of the movies that you want to own. Are you kidding me? Everything's more expensive. Everything. Leisure items don't get cheaper with time. They don't. Just wait. Games costing $100 in the future. I bet the fact you guys are going to show for that too. 
So, but but you have to substantiate why video games should be immune to inflation. Have you ever taken even the most basic class in economics? Like I don't I don't understand. I used to collect comic books. Yeah yeah, go collect comic books. Another leisure item that that are more expensive now than when I was a kid. Why should video games be immune to inflation? Substantiate the claim. Why? Why? Everything goes up in price. Everything. You have to pay your people more because cost of living has gone up in the cities and the cost of living going up in the cities has to do with all of all of the things that associate with that. Shipping costs go up, freight goes up. When shipping costs and freight goes up, then the groceries get more expensive because now the farmers and the people who transport the food have to pay more money. Then the drivers have to be paid more money. Then the gas is more expensive. When gas gets more expensive, it's more expensive to fuel the trucks. And if it's more expensive to fuel the trucks, it's more expensive to fuel the planes. And that's just cost of living, which dries up the salaries of the developers. That's like one thread of the reality. But video games should be immune to inflation. They, they, they should, what, what, what would be your solution? Don't pay people as much. That sounds greedy. Don't hire as many people, start laying people off. That sounds pretty greedy. Or, or wait. Wait, I've got it. We could charge the consumer 10 more dollars. The individual distribution of the pain can be minimized by making somebody do voluntary non-compulsory spending. An extra $10 on their leisure item. We got it. We don't have to downsize. Jeremy gets to keep his job. We don't have to pay people less. We can do this. And you walk in the room and say, but that's just not consumer friendly. Sit down and be quiet. Like, (laughs) massive complex problem. Multiple layers of potential increase in costs. And you're like, yeah, but I don't want to help foot the bill. Figure it out, greedy corporations. Do what? What? How do you maintain a $60 price point? Do you want to know how most companies maintain not passing on the cost of the consumer? Do you want to know how they do it? They downsize. They lay people off. They cut corners. They, hmm, I don't know, enforce an 18-month contractual policy so they never have to pay people benefits. That's how you keep from passing on the cost to the consumer. What's that, pray tell? Is that righteous-driven charity? Or is it greed? Which is it? Distorted says, because they subsidize the inflation and higher margins or profit with microtransactions, almost every game has them arguably more money in the game than itself. Well, yeah, but we pay, starts with increasing inflation, the prices that companies charge for the products, then let's revisit people's attitudes towards $70 in a game. What, like, as far as if they have to make the money elsewhere, they're going to have to just do micros? (sighs) too complicated I give up no argument for that 
If your choice between leisure activities and necessities, choose the necessities. If you're, if, if, listen, if you're asking me what I think's better for the market, making the consumer pay more or downsizing your, your staff or paying your staff less, look at all of the narrative around crunch. Do you want to know what's directly linked to crunch? Crunch culture in gaming. Do you want to know what's directly linked to it? Trying to maintain a non-inflated consumer price point is directly related to crunch. We cannot expand the staff. We can't delay the game anymore. It has to go out. We don't make enough money on the margins. Crunch culture is directly related to giving the consumer a maintained, unmoving price point for freaking decades. That, do you want to know where crunch culture came from? It's directly related to it. It's not the only part of the puzzle. It's not the only piece of the puzzle, but it is directly related to an industry that hasn't budged on price for decades. And yet, companies get bigger, budgets get bigger. Crunch is a failure of management, not inflation. False. It is a piece of the puzzle. Management's a piece of the puzzle, but... Acting like one of the reason crunch exists is because they have to get the product out. Their margins are so razor thin. There's 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 entire books written on the the razor thin margins of production in gaming. It's not a sustainable market. There's been analysts that have talked about this for months, actually years. It's not a sustainable business model. Yo, Eknor with five gifted memberships, Pancake, Plank Boyd, Leal Duck, Kempachi, and Jeremy Bruce. You guys all got gifted memberships. Not hiring leads to crunch. Yeah, when you don't expand your staff and you simply must launch the game because margins are like this, like hanging on by a thread, crunch is 100% related to the fact that they've tried to maintain an unmoving price point on games for the consumer. Crunch is a direct result of getting more out of your salary budget for less. And that's 100% related to we can't raise the price of the game. We can't do that. It's not the only reason for crunch, but if you want to sit here and act like crunch emerged in a vacuum of greed, no, they can't move the price of games. They move it by $10 and look what happens. Look at what people say. Distorted says, my point is that most people pay almost never raises, but prices of everything they buy constantly does and when you start increasing the price of products like games uh you eventually push it to an accessibility of out of a lot of people's hands right there is definitely a leisure price entrance point that breaks people are like this is too expensive i can't do this anymore like right if going bowling cost 50 dollars for a game of bowling well bowling wouldn't work no one would go do it they'd be like that's way too expensive 100% the market responds and shows what people are willing to pay for certain leisure activities oh yeah you want to come bowl yeah one game of bowling is 100 bucks a person you nobody would ever bowl they'd be like are you freaking kidding me oh my gosh that's way too expensive (laughs) 
so what we're what we're engaging with we are so we are so outside of uh, uh the, the topic not really i mean sony's getting you know chastised for 70 dollar price point well wait till the other companies start doing it uh could we get a couple more likes on the video we're right on the doorstep of 300 we could probably hit 400 likes if everybody hits like who hasn't pressed it yet also if you enjoyed the spice in the conversation you may have noticed i keep it safe for work even though i get pretty passionate hit subscribe that way you can talk in my chat thank you so much for being here finally we got some short shelf treatment today my 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 little my little gotham night short finally got some treatment <clears throat> bowling alleys uh alleys subsidize the cost of keeping their games of bowling down with concessions and arcade games on the side that's exactly right you know like, like every business is doing it right like movies movie theaters traditionally made all the money on concessions because they weren't making money on the ticket the ticket got you there and then the popcorn and the, and the soda and the candy is so overpriced because that's how they have to make that's how they make their money it's how they keep their doors open and pay their staff this is like people look at video games and it's so funny it's like movie movies have been doing this for years roller skating rinks bowling alleys like everybody does it everybody has to find ways to make up to make up the margins Crunch happens all the time in very pro- very profitable industries. Right, but Robert, in the gaming industry, one of the most anomalous things about the gaming industry is the price of games not moving. Look at look at literally every other form of digital entertainment. This is the only one that hasn't moved. And it's trying to move by $10. And people are losing their minds. This CEO should step down. He's nickel and diming and hurting the value of games. There's no market analysis there. That's not somebody who's done any research or gone to websites that analyze market trends, profitability, and growth of platforms or companies. That's not somebody who's informed. They're just angry and whining like a Karen that a video game is now 10 more dollars. They don't look at the reports about the growth of Gorilla or Insomniac. They don't look at the analysis of margins and the growth and the money that they're making on their titles. The acquisition of these PC porting companies. Those PC porting companies now have more money, now have more staff, and then those PC porting companies helped Sony yield like $300 million already in their, on, the, on their properties coming to PC. That's a healthy ecosystem. That's growth. That's people's salaries being paid. But, but Sony's bad for the market and bad for gaming and bad for value. You know, it's funny. It never fails. We have all this PlayStation news. We have PlayStation talking about PC games, uh, port, you know, porting to PC a little bit faster, potentially, because they said the minimum time frame for games coming to PC is going to be at, le- at the very least 12 months, which lines up with the predictions of what, you know, I and many other people have said. 12 to 18 months seems like the sweet spot, right? And they talk about live service games launching being multi-platform day and date, mainly at least mentioning PC. And you know what we end up talking about? We end up talking about Jim Ryan is the devil and customers are being nickeled and dimed. You know what's funny to me is how much people whine about a platform that they don't even engage with or own. I don't own a Peloton. Should I make a bunch of videos? whining and complaining about the pricing structure of the Peloton bike it's just not enough value 
what the frick does it matter to you? You don't have it. How, how, do, how, how do you know it doesn't have value? You don't have it. You, you don't engage with it. Well, I'm presuming that the people that pay for it are too stupid and I'm smarter than them and they're not getting value. Is it a good time to complain about the cost of oil changes for a Ferrari? (laughs) If they're multi-plat, I never heard anyone say multi-plat. Well, I spoke quickly. Sony live service games are going to launch on PC day and date. Herman Holst essentially said live service game needs a live service game needs a ton of people playing right away it's my theory that when they launch a a, a, a live service game it's going to be a multi-platform game because they're going to treat their multi they're going to treat their live service games differently now a lot of people are like no it's just going to be PlayStation and PC no I don't think so I don't think you invest that amount of money and that amount of R&D I don't think you acquire Bungie to help you forge into launching 10 live service games and not launch on every platform you can that doesn't make any sense how much do you think Sony's first party live service games will cost free to play or 70 if they're multi-plat a lot of the live service games are also going to land on the PS4 homie They'll be 60. They'll only be 70 on the PS5 if there's a reason for it. Like if there's actual features. If there's 3D audio, haptic feedback, uh, I don't don't know, ray tracing. If there was extra work done on the property to make the PS5 shine a little bit brighter, yeah, it'll be 70. It'll be 60. If it's cross-generationally supported, it'll be 60 bucks. And it'll only be 70 on the PS5 if there's actual substantive reasons for you to spend the extra 10 I always question if the same person who says $70 is too much also said $60 was too much or 50 or 40 at what point is the price equal to the value this conversation Corey it only ever comes up because it's anti-Sony because I'm telling you it's dollar menu gaming syndrome that's what it is you have somebody coming over from their game pass box and they spend money on Game Pass, and they're just constantly getting shovelware pushed onto their box. Most of it they probably don't play, but it tickles their brain to think that, oh, I've got all these games, right? Oh, I got Halo. Oh, I got Forza. Every time we get into these debates, it's always in an anti-Sony bent. It's not based on, like, market analysis or inflation or cost of development or margins or, what you know, what actually goes into the budgets of games now or this could be the way out of needing to microtransaction bay the game. It's never that. It's always anti-Sony. Are you, are you knocking down the door of, of Microsoft because Gotham Knights is 70 bucks next week? Is it... Is, how is this a Sony problem? Why is it that Sony has to earn the $70 price point, but the other platform is just fine with Bleeding Edge Halo Infinite? Well, Halo Infinite is on is on Game Pass. I think the campaign was what? 60?
I've never heard an alternative option given. If you can't raise prices and you can't have microtransactions, then what are you supposed to do? That's so concisely put, Zubair. That's exactly right. I tried to get at that earlier. It's like everybody moans and complains, all these microtransactions. It's like, well, okay. When, 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 do you remember the time when we just buy a game and it was just a game? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I did that with Returnal. I did that with Ratchet and Clank. I, I did that with Horizon Forbidden West. I'm going to do that with God of War Ragnarok. Are you making a point? Oh, but don't do that either. Wait, I'm sorry. So, how's the company supposed to grow and expand? How? Solve for X. How's the company supposed to grow and expand? Because their people need to be paid more. They want to expand into certain, I don't know, maybe technologies. Maybe they want to hire a new department and do new things. How are they supposed to do that if they can't charge more money? Because they're not doing microtransactions, so how else are they supposed to subsidize it? How? Go to PC or other platforms? Congratulations, you just made them spend more money and outsource to a completely different company. You've not solved the problem, you've made the problem bigger. How do we make more money? I've got it! I've got it! Let's spend more. Nah, I disagree. That's not something you can disagree with. If you're going to build your game for PC, you would either need an entire department that is doing that, that's then loss of bandwidth on the main project, or you hire for it, or you subcontract for it. Have you paid attention to the market at all? The reason games are coming to PC is because they've literally acquired companies, and those companies are porting to PC. That costs money. You can't just go to Gorilla or some other company and say, hey, I've got a crack squad idea on how you make more money on your property. Oh yeah, how do we do that? can't believe you morons haven't thought of this put it on PC we have thought of that that's incredibly costly the frick that's not free there's not like a port to PC button in our warehouse <laughs> guys it was under some newspapers <laughs> it's, it's right here <laughs> it's all along <laughs> golly boop <laughs> Ah, the money's raining in now. This is great. All this time, we thought it cost millions of dollars to port a game to PC because you had to either hire an entire department to do it and then allocate bandwidth resources and work to it, or we had to subcontract or buy out a company to do it. Little did we know we could just press this button. Unfortunately, raising prices does not mean a drop in microtransactions. I'm not saying that one equals the other, my friend. Zubair posed a very concise question. Everyone complains about microtransactions, and everyone complains about a measly $10 price increase. How else is the market, how else are the developers supposed to expand and grow and align their budgets, margins, and growth with inflation if they can't get any more money from each individual consumer. 
it just it doesn't it doesn't stand to reason that you want games to be better, less buggy, bigger and better than they were in the past and they're supposed to somehow get there and charge you nothing. They can't charge you more for the game and they shouldn't do microtransactions. Expand to other platforms is enough, you'll make more than you spend and expanding to other platforms costs money. That doesn't solve the problem of the scope of the project, the quality of the project, or the size of the company. You haven't solved for X, you've created a new problem. How do you solve for X? I've got an idea. Let's just introduce Y. The letter Y. What? How does that solve the problem of growing? If Gorilla wants to grow and get bigger and pump more quality and cooler things into Horizon Forbidden West, your Crack Squad solution is spend more money so then you can put it on PC. Got to spend to make money? If you ever approach me for a business loan, I won't do it. Got to spend money to make money, baby. Yeah, you sound like John Ralphio. Could it be that a few companies have left a sour taste in gamers' mouths? As an example, look at Activision Blizzard profits from CEO compensation, and you can see why it's hard for people to stomach increases. Let me add a little bit of an angle to that, though. The One of the largest publishers in existence attached to probably one of the biggest industries in existence, and people are like, surprise Pikachu face that the C-Suites made crazy money? <laughs> I'm going to let you a little secret here. The, the, the guys at the upper echelon of the movie industry, like at Marvel and Disney, they make really good money. I, I know, I know, it's, it's hard to believe, but the C-Suite level guys at some of the biggest companies attached to some of the biggest industries, it's just crazy. They, they're making crazy they're making really good money yeah now they're not driving a Ford Focus no they're they're wealthy of course like what do you think the C-suite at EA is driving around a Pinto or do you think he's got like gold lined boxers like what do you think the C-suite at Tencent's doing Let's chill for those guys next. I'm, I'm not even shilling, but like, wake up and smell the profits. If, if you are one of the biggest companies attached to one of the biggest industries, why is everybody surprised Pikachu face that the people at the upper echelons of those companies are making absolute bank? Why would that, why is that like delusioning for us? Disillusioning, like, I can't believe it. Wouldn't budgets and profit be taken into account? See, you're missing... Now, see, you're missing the forest for the trees, K-Billy. This is something that gamers often do. They conflate publishers with developers. And you can't do that. If you're going to look at Activision and get real grumpy about all the money that they've made, (laughs) and then... You're, you're going to, in turn, you're going to say game game prices shouldn't go up. And developers like, oh my gosh, if game prices would go up, it would help us immensely. 
it would it would help us immensely you you literally have developers like basically writing exposés out in the street trying to expose the insidious practices the overworked hours the underpaid staff and 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 the one of the things that would help is if they could make more money if they could have better and healthier profit margins and what a gamer screaming and crying about $10 in microtransactions and you know who they blame well they blame the publishers and the developers are caught in the middle and they're like, are, are you freaking kidding me? Not grumpy at all. I have no issue with the increase. Right. I'm not speaking directly to you, K. Billy. But the point is, is the thread you brought to the argument is people have been burned and they're really upset by the fact that like, well, these, these C-suite level employees at publishers are making tons of money. Why is Microsoft nor Nintendo doing it again? You think they won't in due time? It's adorable that you think that. I don't think greed will allow what you think will happen. Yeah, you're right. Insomniac didn't didn't increase didn't increase their size. You're right. Yeah, Gorilla didn't grow and hire more people and deliver a better product. You're right. Yeah, the greed's really hurting their products. Yeah, exactly, Wheezy. Imagine invoking Nintendo as the antithesis to greed. (laughs) Imagine. Imagine being like, Sony's so greedy, bro, but Nintendo and Microsoft, don't forget, don't forget that some of you guys are in here being champions for like the consumer and you're trying to take down Sony and you're like inevitably defending Microsoft and Nintendo yikes (laughs) holy yikes Insomniac was making two games at once yeah I'm impressed with how you hold frame thank you I'm not trying to take down Sony. I just don't agree with what you're saying. It's too many unknowns. Nintendo charging full price for 15-year-old games. Yeah, like, Nintendo is literally like, why what, Why is everybody complaining? <laughs> oh, do you, do, you, do you want to know what Nintendo does? Nintendo takes classic vintage property and like, do you want to play this? Well, we could port it and sell it to you for, you know, 10 or 15 bucks because I don't know, it's punch out. But instead of doing that, we'll hold it all hostage behind a subscription fee and, and we'll add games to it every once in a while. Yeah, you want to play that? Yeah, you got to pay a subscription fee. Oh, you want that really old game? Yeah, we'll re-release it, but it's $60. Like... <laughs> <laughs> but but Sony man, Sony out here dude on Main Street trying to charge 10 more dollars for their titles and they're the problem with the industry, bro. Just no respect for the consumer, my man. They don't respect you at all, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Sony, bro. Sony's the real problem. (laughs) 
I'm not an expert on this subject, but what I do know is how good drinking a coffee with balanced acidity is. Thank you very much. Guys, do me a favor. Smash the like button. We've been having a spicy debate. I haven't been paying attention at all to our stats. We need like 70 more likes on the vid. Uh, when the like ratio falls too low on a, on, a, on a video, it actually really, really hurts us. So try to keep that up. We appreciate everybody who's been supporting the stream today. If you haven't hit subscribe yet, consider hitting subscribe. Join in the conversation. Uh, even though I get super passionate and I go on rants and yell and scream and raise my voice, uh, be sure, be sure to uh, hit the subscribe button. I keep it, uh, I keep it safe for work, is what I was intending to say. I keep it safe for work, even though I get super passionate and hot, and you know we're not, we're not in here swearing. So a lot of people subscribe to the channel, and then they're here Monday through Friday. They kind of treat me like a radio show or a podcast. Skyrim seventy on Switch, really. That's a Microsoft title now, by the way. <laughs> That's right. That's right. First party Microsoft title is 70 bucks on the Switch. Can't make it up. <laughs> hey, hey, listen. All you guys, all you guys that get really anti-Sony, a lot of you wanted, wanted to like m- pretend that Deathloop was a Microsoft property because Microsoft bought it after the fact. Well, congratulations, man. Skyrim out here, Microsoft property, is for sale on the Nintendo Switch for $70. It's been re-released for like the 18th time. So you want to cry and whine about remakes? You want to cry and whine about devaluing the product and nickel and diming the customer? Well, and let's just talk here about Microsoft and a property that they own that's now $70 on the Nintendo Switch. Bethesda's choice? I don't know. They're owned by Microsoft. You're going to pass the buck to Bethesda? Really? The people that the people that go real hard for Microsoft in the paint, they love to claim that, like, oh, that's all Microsoft stuff now. Deathloop got all these nominations for, for Game of the Year awards, and that was all, that's a Microsoft title now, baby. Oh, but when a Microsoft title does something bad, it's it's not we don't credit that to Microsoft. Yeah. You suspect. Psychonauts 2 is also 70. So now it's Bethesda, not Microsoft. What happened to Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo? Thank you, Ray. Don't you see the point? The point that I'm making, it's not about Microsoft. It's not about Sony. It isn't. It's about case-by-case basis analyzing what you're getting for the money. Is $70 for Skyrim a joke? You bet it is. You bet it is. $70 for Skyrim is a joke. Was... $70 for The Last of Us 1 Remake? Bad optics? Yep. Was it a joke? I don't think it's as bad as a joke as Skyrim because of the amount of work they put into it. And I believe they substantiated their work and claims with blogs and videos. They came out and literally showed you everything they did. If you don't like it, okay. I I guess don't buy it. Same, Same thing with Skyrim, right? So you have to look at it in a case-by-case basis. This isn't about Sony does all the bad things and Microsoft and Nintendo does all the right things. And I'm certainly never going to claim that Sony does all the right things and all these other companies do all the bad things. That's why speaking in like platitudinous, sort of tribalistic, polarized language, it just doesn't get you anywhere. 
It just doesn't get you anywhere. That's why when that guy said earlier, oh, I bet you would defend a $70 Saints Row, blah, 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 how bad that game was. I was like, I, I wouldn't defend that. That No. I wouldn't. Who are all these people buying Switches? Oh, dude, that Asian market, man. They love mobile gaming. They love gaming on the go. That Switch is just bonkers. The saturation of that, that device is just insane. Yeah, they've tapped into they've tapped into a market that loves to take gaming on the go and it's just the entrance price is great. That's why the Steam Deck the Steam Deck could could become an absolute force if it can get a foothold. If it can get a foothold in uh if it can get a foothold in the Asian market, then the, the Steam Deck will will really it already is kind of uh it's as the kids say, popping off. It's it's in demand greater than they anticipated. Two fifty Canadian for a Switch Lights Legendary, yeah. Here, here's some homework for these dum dums. How much does it cost to port a game? Wait, so we, we have an article about that? I didn't even see that. It just it just kinda never fails. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it just it just never fails that we get we get stuck on we get stuck on this stuff. It's like, hey, let's have a cool day and let's talk about all the cool stuff that's that Sony's doing and all their and then what do we deal with? Every time we have to deal with like anti Sony nonsense. Oh, this is like an actual thought-out argument. Payment per hour on time spent. Dev 60 to 70. Artist 45 to 60. Producer 30 to 40. QA specialist 30 to 50. Yeah. That's just, that's just insane money out go. Alright, I actually have some discussion questions about the topic. Because we got way off in left field into anti-Sony diatribes about... $70 and everything else. So like let let's 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 put things back on course here and actually discuss some of the things that we talked about. I'm going to give you a quick flyover of the latest PlayStation news, okay? There was the Horizon Zero Dawn leak about remake remaster. There was Herman Holst's commentary about games are going to be coming to PC as early. The earliest you're going to see it as quick as possible would be 12 months. That's going to be the minimum. I think it's going to land in the 18-month sweet spot. That's how quick games are going to come to PC. He also talked about live service games, okay? Let's talk about... I don't want to do the Horizon Zero Dawn dust-up just yet because I know that's going to get contentious. Let's, let's, let's breathe a little easy for a little bit. Let's breathe easy and have a little bit more of a calm discussion about something that shouldn't get too nasty. Do you think Sony live service games will land on the Xbox? I don't think they land on Game Pass, but I, I definitely think Sony live service games will land on Xbox. I think they've seen the the infrastructure, the numbers, and the ecosystem of Destiny, and I think they've been compelled. I think Bungie will help them spearhead live service games. That's literally why they bought them. And I think Bungie's the catalyst. I think they're going to look at Destiny and say, why would we not want to do that? Why well, we would not want to be everywhere. PC, 
PlayStation and Xbox. These are live service games. What incentive is there for Microsoft to do it? Money. Money. If it's a big popular title, do you think Sony titles are not in demand? They literally hired Bungie and and Bungie has a special clause. They they didn't just say Destiny. They said all future Bungie titles will be multi-platform. Do you want to know what that means? I'm already kind of right in my prediction. Because any future Bungie titles that are live service, that's a Sony live service game. And according to the contract with Bungie, all those future Bungie titles are multi-platform. So why wouldn't the rest of the Sony live service games also be multi-platform? Bungie's the catalyst here. Like, they're looking at Bungie's numbers, they're looking at Destiny, and they're like, yeah, sure, yeah, you can keep putting your games multi-platform. Help us build live service games. And why would they turn around and be like, but we don't want our live service games to be on Xbox? Why would they do that? Not all Sony live service, but definitely some of them. I think I think that's a, I think that's right. Yeah, I think that's right, Eugene. Because I wonder if there's going to be some live service Sony games that are first party property linked. Does that make sense? Like Last of Us Battle Royale or whatever the frick they're building. That's that's a first party linked live service property that'll be PlayStation PC only. Right, if there was like a Horizon Forbidden West live service. Yeah, see, I, I agree. I agree. If yeah, if if the if the Last of Us Factions is an ongoing live service game, I could see that one skipping Xbox. Brand new IPs that are not linked to any Sony property, I think will land on the Xbox. Cause they're literally letting Bungie do it. I can see that, like if God of War, yeah, yeah, they did something with God of War, some spin-off live service game. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I think that's the future. Bungie is the gas, and Sony is the chef looking to cook with gas, as Lono likes to say. That's right. Bungie and MLB will be the exception. They absolutely will not be on Xbox. Console market and PC market are two different markets. A PC player is less likely to come to PS5, but Xbox, absolutely. I don't know. I don't. I think a brand new IP will be on every platform. I think this is a fun debate because it's not nearly as contentious as the one we had a moment ago. I think this is a fun debate. I think a brand new IP that has no connection to Sony property, it'll be everywhere. Sony doesn't need it. No, no I think they do, Sinos. I think if you want to have a successful live service game, it has to be multi-platform cross cross play it has to be there's no way they're looking at destiny's numbers and not coming to that conclusion if the live service needs a large funnel for matchmaking and makes its money from live service or sub you want that everywhere 100% agreed yes agreed now those of you that are saying nope nope lono it's only going to be pc and ps5 i can argue for you by the way it's really easy and it's going to sound really anti-Microsoft. I can argue in your favor. Lono, there's no way they're going to do that. And there's a real easy reason to see why. 
The Sony market saturation combined with PC market saturation is insane. And the Xbox market saturation isn't that impressive. It's certainly not impressive enough to take your Sony-owned property and put it over there. They're not a big enough market share in the live service foothold. That's not a bad argument. It's not. In the grand scheme of how big the PC market is and the Sony market is, do you really need your live service game to land on Xbox? I think you could make that argument. I'm not compelled by that argument. Argue with yourself today? Yeah. I'm not compelled by that argument. There's also another layer to it, what Eugene just said. There's an argument that development and support on Xbox isn't worth the investment. Correct. If they create this funnel... I might be talking myself out of this. Okay, so think about the funnel that they're creating. In the interview with Herman Hulse, he's basically saying that the earliest you're going to see a game come from Sony to PC is 12 months. But then they say, well, the exception will be when we do live service games. So they could create a very good and healthy funnel of develop the game for Sony, port it to PC, push it out, multi-plat live service launch. And they don't have to fiddle around with trying to port the game to Xbox. So the, the install base of Xbox being smaller than Sony and PC by, by quite a bit, you'd have to justify the investment of development of the game. Like, letting letting Bungie continue to do it's fine. That's Bungie's funnel. That's Bungie's MO. You can let them continue to do that. That doesn't mean Sony's going to want their developers to do it. And are we questioning whether or not a live service Halo needs to be on PlayStation platforms? Well, as we said, Corey, if it's a, if it's a, if it's a live service game that is so, if it's too directly linked to first party property, they won't do it. Like the last of us factions. I couldn't see that landing on Xbox. It's too linked to the Sony brand. Just like halo is too linked to the Microsoft brand. It makes no sense. They don't even want COD associated with Xbox. They'll put their games there. Those two are not in the same ballpark. It's not that they don't want COD associated with Xbox. They don't want COD exclusive to Xbox. They want their consumer base to be able to continue to buy Call of Duty. That's not. That has nothing to do with being associated with Xbox. They didn't get upset when Bethesda was purchased and Starfield was going to go exclusive. Like They didn't care about that. I see some second pushes for live service games making it to Xbox. Sony live service landing on the Series S. Unlikely. Well, I don't agree with that, Hilly. Y'all know I like to take swings at the Xbox Series S because it's weak. Or, I'm sorry, it's weaker. Okay. But let me push back on what you're saying, Hilly. I think a lot of the live service games are going to be cross-gen. I think they're going to be cross-gen. They'll they'll build they'll build them in engines that are adaptable to the PS4, which means it wouldn't have any issue running on a Series S. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not saying every single live service game, but I could envision a lot of these Sony live service games being cross-generationally supported because the PlayStation 4, the market saturation is just stupid. You know, so if it can run on the PS4, then it can run on the Series S. That's not that's not an issue. 
Xbox closed for a bit, but it's widening again. I don't think Sony likes playing nice with Xbox at all. I Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I don't think they like playing nice with Xbox. But if your goal is to get as many people as possible in the funnel, turning your nose up to 50 million consumers... I mean, all you. What if you? What if you got like, just a couple million of them to buy your game? Let's just say a million, one million. You get one million people on Xbox to buy your game, your live service game, and then on a monthly basis, two hundred to five hundred thousand people regularly play the game. That's a that, that's a lot of people padding the funnel. You see what I'm saying? Like, it, it's a numbers game like Creature's saying. I could definitely see Sony saying, listen, it's not going to be that costly to port this game and to get it to run on Xbox. Let's say they pick an engine that's really adaptable. Thanks for the compliment on the Deadpool T. Guys, don't forget to support our sponsors. Gunner Optic Glasses, 80s Tees. Use my Amazon link this week. Um, we updated the, the Amazon wishlist, by the way. Uh, if you use the wishlist command, we're trying to kickstart a channel with like Legos, and you guys can be a part of that if you want, because my birthday's in like a month, so feel free. But also, don't forget to support the coffee, consider becoming a member. All those things are great ways to support. So if you're like me and you love t-shirts, if you like coffee, if you've never been uh, if you've never been a member to a channel on YouTube, we do a members-only talk show every day, and we have a members-only Discord, and that supports the channel directly. I agree it's better for business for Sony to work with Xbox, but they've turned their nose up to them for so long and actively kept their distance. Will it be so easy for them to pair up now? I wonder. I love all the Lego architecture sets. Well, we're going to we're going to start small, Skiffy. We're going to try and do we're going to we're thinking about maybe launching a channel where I'll put together some of the smaller, more medium-sized sets, and that's why we have all those Star Wars sets on there. Uh, those aren't the big ones. Playing nice, Creature says, isn't spending time, money, and resources on a game port to a platform that has a tiny player base that also doesn't spend money. It does. It's doing good business. Yeah, but Creature, you just indirectly said something that might motivate Sony to not do it. You know? If Sony is fostering an ecosystem of buying games at full price and giving their premium customers game trials so they can try the game and then if they like it and then they buy it, are they really going to want to push their live service games over to to Xbox? Because they certainly wouldn't want to put their property on Game Pass. Oh, you're saying that's exactly why they don't play nice. Okay. I miss I misunderstood. Another channel. We're going to make some adjustments. The reaction channel and the first look channel, we're going to dial back on how often we hit those channels. So I would have room to record for a what would be a basically a hobby channel. I don't I don't do much hobbying. I don't spend almost any money on myself and this would be a bit of a fun outlet for me. Oh, your B-days next week. Nice. Just a fat gamer. Changing your name all the time. That can't be good for your channel or SEO, bro. You gotta stop doing that. Pick a brand, bro. Pick a brand. You're 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 goofing and you're probably hurting your channel in the process. <laughs> you can't do that. Trust me, as somebody who's gone through lots of name changes, you shouldn't be rolling that dial every couple of weeks. 
Dressio is already crapped out. Yeah, well, why make it worse? Pick a brand and and commit, and then you'll probably find in three to six months that you'll be glad that you stopped messing around with your name. This is the last change. Get those characters out of there. Get those characters out of there. Pick a brand name, bro, and commit. I'm kind of putting you on blast just right here on main, but you know, as as like big brother love like bro pick a brand and commit quit effing around (laughs) you know what I'm saying I've put in work with creature and when I see people doing things that are counterproductive I'm like you son of a gun knock that off get to work (laughs) I've I've taken my brand and channels and drug them across glass and now we're standing tall and I see other people who don't have to do any of those things voluntarily doing it and I'm like why (laughs) I'm sorry daddy we had to bro fat gamer you know you're familiar with everything that happened to me we had to and you're just doing it for the fun of it slap the taste out of your mouth <laughs> uh, just a famer gamer like I said like I said look at you look at you uh, he yelled at me and I effed up the spelling <laughs> just a famer gamer that's so good bro uh Uh, you 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 could, but she you could abbreviate that. If you went with, if you went with, just a fat, just a fat old gamer, you could go by like, J Fog for short or something or Jafog. No, that doesn't really sound good. Never mind. I was thinking of using another word to give you a good acronym. Like, just a fat gamer. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. It does, it does, it doesn't sound bad, but it also has, um, mm, <laughs> yeah, we're not doing that. No, we're not doing that. Um, just a fat guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to try the scars above demo, though. G. Yeah, none of that works. There's no good acronyms. It's hard with J's and G's. They just they, it doesn't it doesn't roll off the tongue. Mm-mm-mm. Just fat gaming. JFG. Mm. Yes, yes. Just fat gaming. JFG, and then mimic mimic the um the 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 GIF the GIF brand peanut butter with the three colors. Dude, freaking ship that. Freaking ship that. Just Fat Gaming, JFG, and, and link your branding and make it sort of inspired by, like, Jif brand peanut butter because that's, like, food. It's, like, fatty food, right? It's not healthy, right? That, I, 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 I ship that. Big fat letters. I freaking ship that as a brand. That's not bad. I've come up with so many channel names and brand ideas. It just kind of happens if I spend a little bit of time thinking of it. Yeah, and JFG does look clean. It does. 
Mm-hmm. It'd be a good, good, clean logo, brand recognizable. You know what I'm saying? Like your little, your little circle logo could just literally be those three letters, big fat letters like Jif, JFG. Your gamer art. I mean, I, I don't know. I've, we, we're way off trail. The, the 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 fat Steven Seagal bit and thing. I I, I don't know what that's from but I would say carve your own path that feels like it's pulling from something else my 8 years into this experienced 40 year old dude business startup guy advice would be carve your own path you know don't grab don't grab from something else that's it Yo, it's good, Mike and the Mike. Surely, if Xbox players are left out, they will come to PC, PS5. If these live service games from Sony are a hit, FOMO will encourage PS5 purchases. Ion Life is coming to PlayStation 2. Oh, is it a timed exclusive? That won't surprise me at all. Your hair looks good for 40. Thank you. I was supposed to be bald in my 20s. I look like all of my uncles, and they were all super, super bald in their 20s. <clears throat> Calling yourself just is deprecating have confidence. Yeah, go for juicy fat gaming. <laughs> and all of your emotes are meat oriented steaks and burgers and yeah, juicy fat. Hey guys, it's your man Juicy Fat here. <laughs> Go by, go by the nickname Juicy. That's not bad either. Juicy Fat's got a cool ring to it. Juicy Fat Gaming. All the juice, just enough fat. I'm, I'm <laughs> giving you taglines. <laughs> Thanks for watching another Juicy Fat Gaming video where we give you all the juice and just enough fat. There's something there. There's something there, baby. Uh, wide colon gaming. (laughs) Stop, 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 stop. My mother uh, has very thin hair. That means both of her X chromosomes have the defect. So I have no idea how I have my hair. Not complaining, but curious. Yeah, something there, all right. (laughs) You do talk about eating around the fat. Yeah, that's an expression. Yeah, yeah. Eating around the fat. That's right. That's right. Oh, man. The minute we stopped the hot debate, we, 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 we lost. Okay, let, let's let's try to get a hot debate going. Let's let's try to give this stream a little bit of life here. Let's see. Because sometimes around the two-hour mark, we, we get some blessings from YouTube. Let's see if we can't get some blessings here. We're 10 minutes away from the two-hour mark. All right? All right? Why the big dust-up over the Horizon Zero Dawn remaster or remake? Why? I want you guys to weigh in on this. If they do some kind of a Horizon Zero Dawn remaster, like, I don't think it's going to be a... I don't think it's going to be a remake. Oh, Lord. No, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do this. Let's, Let's have this debate. They wouldn't be able to have their own coffee brand. 
No, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could you could do that as long as you attach it to something else. You could you could do it. Eugene's like, go. Sony pays more for a free game for a month and Microsoft pays for half a year. <laughs> they discovered more games associated. Oh, more genes associated with thin hair than just X or Y. 8ZD is a fine remaster. No shot, it's a remake. Yeah, no shot, it's a remake. It's I, I'm telling you, it's going to be a director's cut. Right? Like, come on, chat. Which do you think it's going to be? Do you think they're going to do a Horizon Zero Dawn remake? Total remake, like they did with The Last of Us Part 1. No. Or is it going to be a remaster? It's going to be a remaster. They're just going to make it look like Forbidden West, and they're going to let people who own the game buy an upgrade, and then anybody who buys the game brand new will get the new version. That's got to be all it is. I promise you that's all it is. There's no way it's a remake. There's absolutely no way. And they'll push the same thing out to frickin' Steam. Remaster. They're bringing it up to par. Horizon Zero Dawn still looks great even today. I don't think there's a shot it's a remake. The backlash would be enormous. I think it's a remaster for 70 and if you own the game, it's a $10 upgrade. That's what I think they're gonna do. They already have 60 FPS. Right, but I think they're going to change the character animations, the faces. I think they're going to do the cinematic lighting, the world, all of that. Like they did for Ghost of Tsushima. That's what I think. I think it's going to be like Ghost of Tsushima. They'll push in some of the goodness, the haptic feedback, the 3D audio. They'll work on the character facial animations. They'll add that cinematic lighting. And then 70 bucks. It brands new. If you already own it, $10 upgrade. You don't think there'll be an upgrade path? They did that with Tsushima. I didn't have to rebuy Tsushima. Sony is making it so these franchises whose mainline stories end on PS5 are on par on the PS5. Yeah, they're also seemingly doing it with the um, the games that are getting TV shows. Showcase when? We heard another rumor that they're going to do it on the 20th. I need to know if they're going to do it on the 20th because that's a therapy night and I'd have to reschedule that because we would 100% be covering it. You know? I'm not, I don't want to miss out on that. Well, now, I mean, I can take a freeze frame from any game and say the same thing. <laughs> uh, the freeze frame defense. Classic. Everybody thinks that like freeze framing a game and analyzing it is like is like a cheap shot. Don't look as detailed to that. Look at Marvel. What's the Marvel? What's the Marvel uh, mobile game? Uh, something assault or something? Astro Candy with 14 month milestone. Welcome back, dude. Thanks for jumping back in as a member. Days Gone movie means that things do a director's cut. Same with God of War 2018. No brainer. They want these things on shelves for PS5 players post-cinema. Exactly. No, Marvel... uh, The one that we looked at the other day. Future Evolution. Yeah, look at Marvel Future uh, Revolution. Mobile games have come far. This game hasn't. People do not like my short. Not surprising. <laughs> I say that Gotham Knights looks like a mobile game. Um, 
No one gives a blank about what those complainers think when sales tell a different story. Bad optics, but good for the bank. Think about... Think about... Let the up-and-coming developers do the remakes and remasters while the A-team's working on something else. Yeah, I would hazard a guess that it's a pretty small team working on the Horizon Zero Dawn remake. I'm sorry, remaster. Probably a pretty small team. Right? A milestone worth noting. That's a whole year for Matazbo. 12 months... Look at that, Team Dark Roast, Team Punch a Goose. Thank you, Matazbo. I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited about Bloodborne. Listen, I get that people want to invoke Bloodborne, but you do understand there's a team at Gorilla that can probably crank this out fairly efficiently, and they have nothing to do with Bloodborne and nothing to do with Sony. Like Sony isn't like we don't want to do Bloodborne, but we really want to see HZD. Like. Yes, it has everything to do with Sony, but it also doesn't have anything to do with Sony. Like, Sony deciding to help or back a project to bring Horizon Zero Dawn up to graphical parity of Forbidden West. You can already pre-order Sackboy on Steam. Oh, that's sometime this month, isn't it? That's this month, is it not? Yeah, the 27th. Yeah, Sackboy hits on the 27th on Steam. We'll definitely want to showcase that. Oh, we have a reaction video today that you guys are really going to want to support. Uh, our good friend 30 and so gaming has launched a new channel and he's crushing it. He's crushing it with like maybe 200 subscribers and his videos are absolutely crushing it. So we reacted to one of his vids to help give him a little jump start. Uh, so I'll be, I'll be taking you guys there after, uh, after members today. It's about Gotham Knights. This also goes to your economics arguments of keeping people employed at the studio and trained on the Decima engine. It's pro-dev and dev studio. Yeah, somebody said that the other day, Benevolent. They said, this is actually really good for the devs. It keeps people working. It gives them a project and generates profit. What's he doing? So it's basically the kind of content he's always enjoyed doing, which is gamer commentary. But he's uploading so he uploaded a video that was like the good and the bad of Gotham Knights and then he uploaded videos about each of the characters each of the four characters and the videos are just absolutely crushing so we're really excited for him because we know what it's like to start a new channel and have it spin up nice and fast so we're going to try and uh, we're going to try and help so I thought it was a good video Are you going to yuck 30s yum? No, no. I think he looks at the game pretty honestly. I think he has a lean toward it because he did a lot of Avengers stuff, which is I recommend at the end of my video to to support him because he's going to cover it way more than I am. I'm not going to give you Gotham Knights coverage. I'll play it, show it to you, and then I'll I'll walk away. He'll probably break it down, play it a bunch. And he'll be well, he'll be well equipped. Because SkillUp said that the loot system feels reminiscent to Avengers, and if there's somebody that can make good comparisons to Avengers, if there's somebody who actually covered and played a lot of Avengers on YouTube, it's 30 and so gaming. No showcase means nothing to show. They have plenty to show, it's just a matter of when they decide to do it. They have to do it in October. I can't see them doing the PlayStation Showcase in November. You're just going to be stepping on Keeley's toes. Like, what the frick? They usually play nice with Keeley. So... I don't know. 
I don't know. Keely Keely does well with with Sony. I I can't see them stepping on his toes. I, the, the PlayStation Showcase has got to be happening this month. I put it out of my head and stopped thinking about it, but they're running out of time. They're freaking running out of time. Oh no no, Keely's in December. November they'd be stepping on God of War Ragnarok's toes. Like that's what I'm thinking. Keely's in December. Sorry, I misspoke. I, I don't know why you would do it in November. I could see it being the 20th or the 27th of this month. If they do it on the 3rd of November to kick off November and really, really push Ragnarok marketing, that just feels so close to launch. I don't know. That feels weird. 30's the reason I picked up Avengers on sale. I'm not really a Marvel fan either. See, I'm glad we didn't cover the Horizon Zero Dawn thing. It just feels like such a non-starter. Even even people that are like kind of like anti-remakes... There's just no fire there. It was just such a false headline. Horizon Zero Dawn was February of 2017. In February of 2023, it's six years old. When are people expecting the remake? At this point, I'm assuming late 23 at the earliest, mid to 24 is most likely. Yeah, six to six and a half years for a remaster. I don't, yeah, I think that's fine. You also have to consider there's going to be an entire generation of PS5 owners that want to buy those games and enjoy them as PS5 games, not backwards compatible games. Like, I'm all for saying, hey, you just bought the PS5. You know what we did? You know what we did? We made all those games PS5 games. Yeah. Yeah. You've got more value on your PS5 now. Oh, you never played Horizon? You never played The Last of Us? Go for it, man. Get in there. Go ahead. That's that's more value. Sorry for Twitter. What have you done? I don't know. I would say five years equals a remaster. Ten plus years equals a remake is a good rule of thumb. Yeah. Juicy, fat, gamer. Look at that. So creamy and nutty. It works with your, you know, super inappropriate <laughs> joking. <laughs> Because of a generational change, they've remastered within 18, literally within 18 months. I always think remasters are great that have never played them. I do feel like it may be a bad move so close to the release of Forbidden West. Sounds like it's going to be almost a year and a half to two years after Forbidden West, though. One of the biggest issues isn't that these games are being remade. It's that they're being remade and then they're being priced as if they're brand new games. Yeah, but Grim. If I have never played it, what difference does it make? Right? Like, if I've never played Horizon Zero Dawn and I buy it on my PS5, it's a PS5 game. It should be $70. Yeah, but it's old. What difference does it make? It's a PS5 game. Same as Demon's Souls. Same as Last of Us Part 1. They want pricing parity on their premium content. This is a PS5 game, bro. Pay up. Pay up, man. Like, I, I, that's, I think that's their mentality. They treat their content like it's premium content. They don't treat it like it's some, it's some sale bargain bin item. If I've never played Fallout 2, would it be reasonable for someone to try and sell it to me now for 60 If it's been completely remastered and remade? Maybe. It depends on what they've done. 
Homie, if they made Fallout 2 have the graphical parody of a PS5 game, yeah, I would pay money. I'd pay full price for it. What are you talking about? If you go back and you and you grab a super old game and you bring it up to the graphical parody performance and looks of a PS5 game, you better believe I would pay premium for that. Yes, because I'm not buying some remake or some remaster. I'm buying a PS5 game. I'm buying a premium product. I'm not talking about just upping the resolution and the textures. Look at some look at literally the best looking Do we even have one? We can't even really cite a next-gen shooter right now. Let's see how how Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 looks on the PS5. If you bring some old Fallout game up to that, with haptic feedback and 3D audio, brother, I would pay the premium price for that. Not 70 bucks worth, though. See... This is where we're getting into consumer perception. And I think there are consumers that are like, bro, if it's a premium product, I will pay full price. I don't freaking care. They don't care. You think Naughty Dog is going to create Last of Us Part 3? Yes, they are. I think that's one of the reasons they did the the remake. I think that's why they're doing the TV show. Yes. Was Zero Dawn before or after God of War? Zero Dawn was 2017. It was before. Zero Dawn was like was like a real... Was that a... No, it wasn't. I was thinking it was a launch title. It wasn't a launch title. I can see both views on this one, but I'm more tempted to lean towards Lono's opinion on it. Druckmann's already outlined the story. Last of Us Part 3 will be the PS5 swan song. Mm -hmm. Last of Us Part 1 with cut content and no upgrade path should not be priced the same as Ragnarok. I quibbled on the price and then I played it. (laughs) I'm dead serious. I fought with Eugene about the price. We argued about the price. I didn't agree with the $70 price point of The Last of Us Part 1. And then I played it on one of the best TVs in the market. Thank you, community. And I changed my mind. I was like, this is a premium PS5 product. This is not just some chintzy little remaster. I changed my mind. It's like paying extra money for the the heated floors in the bathroom at the hotel and being like, sounds like a joke. And then you get out of the shower and you step on the the heated floor and you're like, oh. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? I I changed my mind. I was like, this is a premium product. This is top shelf. You know? They already made a PS5 patch for Zero Dawn. Paying at 60 is great. Yeah, I think they're going to give Zero Dawn the director's cut and they'll, they'll be an upgrade path. I, I think... Do you guys think there'll be an upgrade path? Because I think there will be. I think if you own Horizon Zero Dawn, they'll give you the upgrade path. I do. You changed your mind back to the remake being worth 70 I still don't like the optics on it, Detective Seeds. As a consumer, I feel like I got a premium product. But I still thought the optics... There's just something off 
there's something off to having Ragnarok at 70 and Last of Us Part 1 at 70. But after I played it, I was like, oh, I, I feel like as a consumer, I got a premium product. This is an amazing, this is an amazing piece of, piece of software. So I, it's, I'm torn. I'm torn. I feel like I, I feel like I argue with myself about it, Detective Seeds. Because I look at it in the store and I'm like, oh, that just kind of looks stupid. It's a remake. And then I play it and I'm like, my gosh, this is good. You can see the general perception. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I empathize with people that look at that and raise an eyebrow and they're like, $70 for a remake? What? Like, I empathize with them 100%. But then I play it and I'm like, my gosh, this thing is beautiful. You know? I could support it with an upgrade path for existing consumers. I played it as well. It run me the wrong way, I guess. Might be the wrong way to look at it, but I don't know. I'll tell you what it is, Detective Seeds. Remember when Battlefield 2042 was coming out? And I said, I respect it. I respect walking out onto the landscape of modern day shooters and battle royales that are free and saying, our game has no campaign, it's multiplayer only, and it's $70. I was like, that takes balls, and I respect it. And then the game fell flat on its face, and it's a freaking disaster. But, I respected it. I was like, respect, bro. <laughs> That's brave. That's freaking ballsy, right? You got cojones if you're doing that. And then I look at this, I look at The Last of Us Part 1, I look at all the work they put in, the trailers, the blogs, they were very transparent with the community, and I'm like, you know what? I got respect for the way Sony treats their devs and the way Sony treats their products. Sony basically says, this is a premium product, it's 70 bucks. You don't like it? That's fine. That's the price. That's the price. It's like, it's like a steakhouse not worrying about you quibbling about the price of appetizers. They're like, that's the price. You're going to come in here? You're going to come to my five-star restaurant? World-class reviews? Gordon Ramsay recommends the place? You're going to quibble on price? That's fine. It's a premium It's a premium cut of beef. This is a premium product. I respect it. I do. I, 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 I just, yeah, you want to call him greedy Ryan? I, I, that's fine. That's fine. I, 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 in, in a landscape of games that are over monetized, free and shovelware nonsense on subscription services, a company walking out and saying, we poured love and passion into this. It's 70 bucks. It's a premium product. Take it or leave it. I freaking respect it. I respect it. Hope I don't get scolded. No, that's good. That's good. The letters are too thin. The letters are too thin. You need the big fat... Big fat letters, bro. You need need big fat bubble letters. Like that. JFG. Mimic mimic that. Mimic that. I'm telling you. Juicy Fat Gamer. That's 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 it. That's 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 a brand right there, bro. 
You get what you pay for. People act like Sony holds a gun to people's heads. The Last of Us Part 1 charted number 3 in a month where FIFA launched. And those are multi-plats. <laughs> right, Sherry? What good insight into what the market's willing to pay for? That's right. That's right. Like I said, I respect it. I didn't like the optics. I don't like going to a storefront and seeing a remake at the same price as a brand new title. But buddy, I respect it. I love the way that Sony treats their products and their developers. Because I think that's vastly more important than stroking your cheap gamer ego. I I do. I think it's way more important for Sony to treat their games and their developers well. That matters way more than making you feel good about something being cheap or affordable. Way more important. Because I feel like their treatment of their developers and their treatment of their products has gotten me things like Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Horizon Forbidden West, on the looks of it, God of War Ragnarok is a game of the year contender. That's what I get because Sony treats their games and their product that way. And eventually, I'll work my way through The Last of Us Part 1. I've loved every minute of playing that. It looks so beautiful on my TV. It's an experience like no other. That's what I get as a consumer. And if it costs me a little bit more money than it used to in the past, that's totally fine by me. A lot of the movies and television shows that I consume now, it costs me more money than it used to. I used to be able to just put an antenna on the side of my house and watch TV shows, and now I pay for subscription services to watch TV shows. But you know why I'm willing to do that? Because I get TV shows like The Mandalorian, and I get TV shows like Breaking Bad, and I get TV shows like The Queen's Gambit. I'm totally willing, because I'm getting better products for the money. I got no problem with it. Not to mention the new blood, the new blood at ND uh, that built, oh, at Naughty Dog that built part one. They're not primed and ready to create content for the last of, oh, they're now, I was like, that doesn't read right. They're now primed and ready to create content for their Last of Us online live service, which is confirmed to have story content. Yeah, and then full court press for the Last of Us part three, Sherry. Let's go. Gatekeeping? What, how is it gatekeeping? Yo, what's good, Lightly? Did I already say that? I do that sometimes. I greet people up here and not here, so then I do it a second time. Ghosts, Ghost of Tsushima, Returnal, Death Stranding, Wolverines in Dev, brand new IPs. It's not just remakes and remasters. Yeah, people do tend to ignore Ghost of Tsushima, Returnal, Death Stranding, and Wolverines in development right now. Oh, and let's not talk about the fact that 10 live service games coming, I bet you about half of them are brand new IPs and attached to nothing existing. Yeah, and of the 25 games in development, there are 12 new IPs we haven't seen yet. That's right, Sherry. Eugene has a new best friend in chat. <laughs> we gatekeep all sorts of things to keep quality high. Sure. Sure. People gatekeep at movies. They have movie theaters where when you pay, you pay to go to a theater where there's no children allowed. A 
another Nexon game coming out, Warhaven, has a beta coming up. What he's saying is, just you pay more, the games are going to be better. That makes no sense at all. No, I didn't say that. No, no, nobody, nobody here has said if you pay more, the games are automatically better. Nobody said that. Uh-uh. First Ascendant looks promising. Apparently, the company behind it has a bad track record. Uh, juicy. See, that just sounds good. Calling you Juicy? Like, that's just a good name. That's a good nickname. That's not That's not bad. Like, I'm telling you, that, like, we covered it, and I had, like, 18 people come in and tell me, like, oh, the company behind this has a bad track record, so be, be leery of the First Descendant. I think it could be the next big looter, but it could also be a tragedy of microtransactions and pay-to-win. They literally said they're not going to put aggressive pay-to-win in the game. They didn't say there won't be any pay-to-win. They said they won't put aggressive pay-to-win in the game. Yeah, it had the traveler look alike and like the lady was holding like a ghost. They've definitely taken a lot of inspiration from uh Destiny. Dark Tide Beta is giving out keys too. Porsche's gatekeeping, but not as much as Mercedes. Like, here's the thing. The $70, the $70 games I've been getting on PlayStation are great. Like that's the thing. I've not I've not had one yet like Back, backfire on me. Okay. Um. Oh wait. Uh. Okay. Oh, it's your birthday. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I have. I'm gonna have to have my own early day anyway. My kids. Uh, my daughter's soccer team. My daughter's soccer team is second. We 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 ended up second in our league, and we have a game tonight. Uh, it's a single elimination tournament. Yo, Super Gaming gifted a membership and nearly crazy grabbed it. Good to see it. Good to see it. Full price now, even though it's not even comparable to the work they put in now. Oh, Lightleaf says, I think new IPs will be more and more just live service. Look at Destiny. D1 took five years, create development, complete new mechanics, ETC, but look at what D2 costs and how many DLCs they sell at full price now, even though it's not comparable to the work that they put in now. Oh, International Creature Day. I was not sure what you were saying. I was like... I was not sure the joke that you were making. I did not know that joke was to indicate it was your birthday. International Creature Day. It's Creature's birthday. So when he was saying that in chat earlier, he was signifying that it was his birthday. I I was like, International Creature Day? I thought you were making some kind of a joke about it being Prime Day. I was like, I don't... I I did not understand what was happening. (laughs) My daughter's team has games till November. She has a game tonight. It's single elimination, so if they lose tonight, then it's over. If they win tonight, then I have to I have to go do another game on Saturday. <laughs> so I will be happy and proud of them either way. They have they they played their best game on Saturday. They played so beautifully. It was amazing to watch. They played a team that they had already played and lost to. They had already lost to this team. And they played their hearts out. They played their absolute 
freaking hearts out. I was so proud of them. It was awesome. I got super into it. I was like, I was getting, I was, I was getting pretty pumped on the sidelines. It was awesome. I, uh, I told chat I wanted all I wanted was Legos and Gifteds. I was disappointed. Ty, everyone, come on, guys. Creature literally asked for you to gift me members and buy me Legos for his birthday. <laughs> Creature's an odd bird. He's like, dude, I want Legos and Gifteds. He really wants this Lego channel to be a thing. He's He doesn't want the Legos for me. He, 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 he vicariously wants them for him. <laughs> he wants them for him. That's funny. Haven't invested in Legos in forever. Made something worth looking into again. Oh, I'm, I'm... I'm fully back, man. We went to the Lego store with my son, and I put together a TIE Fighter for him, and I pitched the idea of, like, doing content with it, and Creature's like, you need to. He was like, oh my gosh. He's like, I didn't know you loved Legos. I was like, I didn't know I loved Legos. Like, I grew up playing with them and loved them as a kid, and obviously drifted from them, and then over the weekend, like, I went to the store, and I was like, I could spend a fortune in this place. And then, like, I separated everything by color and texture, and then put together the TIE Fighter, and Creature's like, dude, you're out here making content. Like, that picture, organizing all those pieces, he's like, you're out here making content. He's like, let's go. So I said, okay, well, let's see if the community will support it. So we threw a bunch of Legos on the Amazon wish list. I was like, guys, my birthday's in a month. You know, buy up all those Lego sets on the wish list. Use the wish list command. And Creature's like, it's International Creature Day. I want Legos and Gifteds. And nobody nobody went crazy. Two people, some people bought some Legos. So we have some Legos coming. But uh, nobody nobody went crazy after that. Two questions. When do you think Spider-Man Miles Morales will come out? Oh, PC? Uh, PC, is th- they said, is this uh, this fall, this holiday? And what do you think uh, will be a... And do you think there'll be a Lego Spider-Man game? I think the next big Lego game will probably be something akin to the Skywalker saga. It'll probably be the Infinity Saga, and they'll bring all the Marvel characters together. I, they've not said anything, but that would be my hunch. That Skywalker saga was amazing. Can you imagine an Infinity Saga going through all the Marvel movies? Mm. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my. That would be so incredible. You'd have three. You could do three origin games. You could do Iron Man, Cap, and Thor. And then you could do the three movies. Avengers Assemble, Infinity War, and Endgame. Just like, well, no, that's nine. It's nine games in it's nine movies in the Skywalker saga so you could do you could literally do Lego um, you could do Avengers Assemble Infinity War and Endgame and then leading up to those three you could do Cap, Iron Man Thor uh, Spider-Man um trying to think they have Lego Avengers games but Smashville, they had Lego Star Wars games, and they did a brand new Skywalker saga. It was a whole new setup. It was like an action-adventure game. It's an amazing game. The Skywalker saga is awesome. I think the next big Lego game will be a big Marvel, a big Marvel collection. Take you a year to get out of Star Wars? Oh, with, like, making all the Lego stuff? Yeah, yeah. It's gonna t- It'll take us a while if we do it. 
It'll take us a while if we do it. Oh, you're saying to build off of that. Right, right, right. They've already got Marvel games, so they could easily do another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody, we, we still just have, we, we've got a ton of Legos on the wish list right now. We'll see if they get scooped up. We've got stuff to start the channel with, though, and that's what counts. But we got a lot more stuff on there. It, we're, we're wanting to start small. We'll do the small and medium-sized sets in Star Wars first, and we'll see how it goes. Lego games add a comedic value to the stories, but I would say, I would say they focus on set pieces. Dude, I don't know. I, I thought I thought that the Skywalker saga was great. I thought it was really, really good. Yeah, yeah. There's a crazy piece count Millennium Falcon. We have a smaller piece count one on the wish list. We have a, we what we I thought would be fun to do. What we could do all of like the Star Wars vehicles and ships first. And then expand out from there. It's really going to be one of those things to be if it gets supported and it's working and it's it's worthy of, of time and further investment, we'll keep doing it. And if people want to send Lego sets to the P.O. box or buy them off a wish list, we'll have a backlog so you can influence what we build. Like, I think that'll be so fun. I see mainly live service games being built off of existing IP or the risk factor is at an all-time high. Oh, right. Yeah, the PlayStation Live service games having to lean on existing IPs, it kind of makes sense. It does. It, it kind of makes sense, truth be told. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a Lego B-Wing in storage somewhere. Such a fun build. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's safe for a live service to be built off of a successful single-player franchise. Oh, it's safer than to risk it all and create a brand new IP. I see their live service games being Horizon, Ghost of Tsushima. Here's the thing. You know what's funny, Sherry? After Ghost of Tsushima Legends, people in here will tell you, I don't know how long you've watched my content. I said, I bet the next Ghost of Tsushima is a live service game. I said that. I said, look at all the parts and the pieces of Legends. There's a loot system, there's tiered loot, there's multiplayer, they're testing whether or not you can do events together, fighting against enemies together. I literally said that. I said, I bet you they make the next Ghost of Tsushima live service. I said, I think Assassin's Creed Infinity is going to influence the market. You're going to see more and more of these action-adventure games that build, they build this big, huge world and map, turn it into a live service game. I could see the next game being literally we create our own ghost and we train under Jin and we learn the way of the ghost. It's a blend of samurai and new tools and skills and everything else. And then you can have loot, you can have fights, raids, drops, missions, and you play it with other people and you get better loot to make your 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 ghost stronger. Legends was awesome. It's wild that they had a multiplayer game mode and not once did we fight other players. Can't wait to slice up other people. I don't even know if you'd need to slice up other players. It would just be you. It would be more like a co-op thing. Like you going through the world together with other people. It would be more like that, I think. It could be PvE only. Let them stretch their legs more. Yeah, and you don't have to worry about balance. Why not both? 
because you don't have to worry about balance. You start adding a loot table to a game with melee-based face-off combat, it's really easy for that to just to turn into... I mean, talk to everybody in Elden Ring about balance and PvP, and I, I think you'd quickly see it might not be worth the trouble. Live service on existing IPs is risky, too. You don't want a failed live service harming a solid IP. Yeah, it's six of one, half a dozen of another, Eugene, because if all your live service games are brand new IPs, you're going to run into the problem of, like, zero brand recognition and the thing's dead on arrival. Like, everyone's like, what, what, what is this game? They would need a really, really good marketing push, you know. I wonder if AC Infinity could see previous games getting next-gen remakes. Live service doesn't automatically equal multiplayer or PvP. Yeah, live service could literally just mean an ongoing game, a living world, maybe a little bit of co-op, you know. It, just an ongoing RPG is is enough, you know. GT7 was their first live service. What's the Marvel Spider-Man 2 marketing? I don't understand it. Well, tradi- the, the pattern with Sony is they're not going to start marketing Spider-Man 2 until God of War Ragnarok's out of the way. So they did the trailer to announce that it's coming. Likely the PlayStation Showcase will show off more, either another cinematic trailer to introduce the lineup of villains or some actual gameplay. I, I'm telling you, their, their their silence and avoidance of the co-op question I think there's I really think there's gonna be something special about that game and I think it might be co-op but I think I think spider-man 2 will show up at the PlayStation showcase there'll be tons of Ragnarok at the PlayStation showcase but they're gonna show off either again an expanded trailer to show off all the villains or they might actually show us gameplay I also think there'll be potentially an expanded cinematic trailer of Wolverine and they'll finally let us see his face just to remind us they're making them and that they're on the horizon but they don't like dumping the marketing behind a title until the other titles out of the way they were really quiet about Ragnarok until Last of Us Part 1 was out Eugene kind of pointed that out to me because I was like why don't they talk about Ragnarok he's like they're going to wait until after the Last of Us Part 1's out did we get a showcase date yet? No. It's either the 20th or the 27th. I, I, it's gotta, I, I really feel like it's got to happen this month. I don't feel like they're going to want to step on November's toes. Because once you're in November, you're nine days away from Ragnarok. I, I really feel like the PlayStation Showcase has to be happening this month. So. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Guys, it's Creature's birthday, and he asked for gifted members and people to buy Legos. No, no, nobody really did it for him. So it's I'm, I'm sorry to report he didn't he, he didn't have a very good birthday. So I we're getting ready to go to members only. <laughs> we're getting ready to go to members only. I'm not kidding you. He's that invested in this brand and what we do. Like that's what he wants for his birthday. I don't think he's kidding around. Like. I, his ownership of what we do here is well in hand. <laughs> it's well in hand. The man's like, hey, for my birthday, this is what I want. And he, I don't think he was kidding around. Let me set up the members only stream. If you guys want to grab some folks and take them hostage, Operation Gray Name, feel free. Let me set this stream up. Smash that AC live service as a multiplayer element as far as I know. 
Go buy Mega Blocks and Creo Kits. No, thank you for the two spot, uh, Juicy. Appreciate that. Try again. Live streaming isn't available right now. What is going on? It's totally available. I can see the live stream. It got scheduled. Oh my gosh, YouTube. YouTube, what are you doing? Two live games launching by March. Final Fantasy 16 revealed this month, according to the director. Silent Hill rating. There's too much smoke. Show us the fire, Sony. Right, Sherry? Sherry says, rip me. I wish we could gift individual members, because I would love to gift one directly to Sherry. We should at least try a batch. We should try a batch here. Somebody should gift the batch and see if we can't get Sherry uh, in there. Is Juicy Fat Steven? Yeah, it's Fat Steven's a gall. I rebranded him today. One of my viewers sent me Legends Modoc figure and one of the 100 piece Spider Man versus Venom statue. Oh, that's freaking awesome. Can't get directly yet? No, you can't. Eugene would gift one to Sherry <laughs> just because of all of the contribution to today's conversation. Gotta love YouTube. Gotta love YouTube. Our North Star at Haven is creating a new IP that can be owned by the fans where the fans are really driving that. Once you launch a service game, the fans take over. What do you, uh, and what does that mean? And where can we bring that if we get these tools to the players? I like that expression. It was fun, Sherry. It really, really was. Lona would want a direct gift to Sony fans. They just added really, really great input. I've actually wanted the gift directly to people who have come in and disagreed with me, right? I know you put a kappa, but, right. Just so people know, like I've literally wanted to give directly to people who have come in and very charitably disagreed with me. So I, uh, I think that would be a really, really fun feature because right now I feel like that is one of the reasons like gifted start to slow down. It's like, well, we're not working on a goal. We don't have a milestone. So, you know, I can't click on a person and give them and give them a member. Uh, just cut out of the CDL class. Can I get a small, small recap? I'll give you a quick one, Nook. So, the latest Sony news came in the wake of three things. There was a leak about a Horizon Zero Dawn remaster or remake. Chat generally thinks it'll be a remaster, the likes of the director's cuts that we saw with Ghost of Tsushima, which could lead to an upgrade fee of like 10 bucks for people that own it, or 70 bucks for people who people want an actual remastered PS5 version of Zero Dawn. They want to bring it up to graphical parody of Forbidden West. We'll likely see it sometime next year. That's, you know, six years after the launch of the game. We think that's reasonable. Then there was an interview with Herman Hulse where he made it pretty clear that games are going to start coming quicker to PC. He said that the, the shortest amount of time you'll see a game launch and then land on PC, the earliest you'll see it's 12 months, which lines up pretty well with one of my predictions that I said, I think you're going to see games coming to PC faster. I think 18 months is the sweet spot, somewhere between 12 and 18 months. What he said seems to coincide with that prediction that I've made, because if he's saying the fastest it'll be is 12, then I think that's a pretty good prediction, 12 to 18. He also said that live service games would be landing day and date on the PlayStation and PC because it's key for a live service game to get 
a big big funnel of players so we kind of debated whether or not live service games would land on xbox i said given that bungie is sony property and they said all future bungie titles would be multi-platform i think it stands to reason there will be some sony live service games that do land on xbox that's your recap What's this guy saying? Uh, freelance broadcaster, talent commenter, and analyst on Overwatch. So he's taking issue with people complaining about Overwatch, and he's saying, whatever happened to playing games because you enjoyed the gameplay? Getting upset about how optional content is being distributed makes no sense to me. Am I the only one who doesn't care about skins and just wants to play a game that's fun and well-made? Uh, when did Modern Warfare come out? I said this take doesn't work after I don't know Modern Warfare in 2007 games have transcended beyond quote just being fun to play progression unlocks battle passes and yes skins matter to players a lot say about 10 to 15 years if it does really well what are you guys talking about oh a game has a lifespan yeah that's just such an out of touch that's just such an out-of-touch take. Like, this whole idea that, like, who cares about skins and all this optional stuff? Just play the game for fun. What the frick are you talking about, bro? Nobody plays games like that anymore. There's way too much tied to games to be like, just play for fun. You know? That take works for some games. Yeah, but that take doesn't work. It hasn't worked since 2007. Like, the minute you've got a game like Modern Warfare with unlocks and prestige and, like, a reason to keep playing, a reason to progress, the minute that gets introduced into the ethos of gaming, you can't keep saying that. Why don't people just want to play for fun? What what the frick? When's the last time you played a game and that worked for the general populace? Wait, when? This is really fun, yeah? Fun enough to come back and play every day? I don't know, maybe. What about next week? I, I don't know. What about next month? I, I, I don't know. Games are structured to motivate that. They want you to come back tomorrow and next week and the next month. And they've established very, very well-built systems to manipulate that in your brain and to get that out of your behavior. I do play for fun, but I work for a living. The best way to tether somebody's loyalty to a game and the best way to get you know ongoing engagement from people in a game, the best way to do it is quite literally to have all those skins and optional things. Like that's how it works. 
That's how it works, man. I I don't know what to tell you. It you you can't just give people you can't just give people games. Creature, creature, happy creature, International Creature Day. Somebody actually bought the Millennium Falcon off the wish list. <laughs> Not the big, not, we didn't put the big kahuna on there. We didn't put the big kahuna on there. It's like the $160 one. Who did that? What absolute mad lad did that? We have, we have so much to do. <laughs> we have so much to do. My birthday is going to be absolutely stellar. No, 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 not the $800 one. It's like 160 I guess there's like multiple versions of the Millennium Falcon. I did not know that. I did not know that. Who did that? Cat, was it you? Cat. Cat sent us a housewarming present when we first bought our house two years ago. Always so generous and kind, Cat. Gee, Christmas. Happy birthday, Creature. I C- Creature is so jazzed to do that. My wife's like, you just are trying to buy Legos. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> I was like, it was Creature's idea. <laughs> It was Creature's idea. I was going to say that sounds like either Cat or an Oscar thing. Yeah. I'll just send the sugar-free Amazon gummies. No, thank you. Will you be building the helmet busts? Look, man, if it's supported and does well, I'll do literally every Star Wars set that exists, and then we'll move on to another franchise. I'm not kidding you. I've, I'm not kidding you. It'll be an absolute blast to do it. I'm, I'm dead serious. Creature, we appreciate everything you do for Lono. Yeah, you guys should really be loving on Creature, man. You guys wouldn't have a show if it wasn't wasn't for that dude. You guys should be showing some appreciation. Skywalker collectible brick. Yeah, the helmet. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the helmet's dope. The Skywalker helmet. And it has like a little, a cool little stand. Yup. That's freaking sick. And then there's like, then there's the... Yeah, there's Mando, there's Boba Fett, there's Darth Vader, uh, there's R2. Yeah, those are all really, really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should have uh, your head or shave your beard as a member's goal. No way. I have to dress up as a grown-up for dinner. I have to leave at four. So if you need me in post... Oh, shoot. Um... Uh, yeah, I guess I'm planning tomorrow, then I can probably do that. Just throw anything you got, throw anything you found or got in the DM, in the DM, because we're getting ready to go to members. We're getting ready to go to members. So, we were going to do all the Star Wars ships first, so if, if I add these busts and people buy them, they'll just be super backlogged. So, like, people just need to understand that that's the case, right? Like, if I add, because the busts are a little bit cheaper than the, uh, is that the same size? Yeah, that's the same size. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 625 pieces. Yeah, these are all roughly the same. So, I mean, I'll add the busts if people, if people want those on there, and then we'll just have a massive backlog, uh... If people are going to be that, they're they're going to be that generous because the helmets, the the helmets and the busts are pretty cool. If I missed any, um, let me know because I th- think this is the only ones I've seen. Sorry, we couldn't find that page. 
Okay, Amazon's having an absolute conniption. Oh gosh, there's like the Marvel busts. Gee, many Christmas. There's so many. I think that's all of them. Yeah, that's all five busts. Okay, cool. Happy birthday, creature. That's right. That's right. We look dope as a backdrop. Like, get some shelving and stuff. Yeah. Well, creature wants another camera over here to periodically change views just to kind of like change up the show. And like, that corner over there would look so awesome with like some lighting and some shelves and some Legos. So we could certainly do it. Uh, we need to, um, let's chill. Uh, we launched, we didn't launch anything. We are talking Legos again. LOL. I'm posting that. There we go. I'm going to put a link in chat. If you guys prefer to do that as opposed to writing the redirect, there's an announcement in the Discord. You can click the link in chat to head to members only, uh, and we're gonna we're gonna end this stream. Hey, thanks for clicking on this. If you're watching this as a past broadcast, another members only stream. Thanks for all the support lately, whether you're a new member, gifted member, if you jumped in on your own or not. We've even had people paying it forward. Thank you so much for uh, for doing that. We appreciate that very, very much. We are going to end the previous stream. We talked about all the different Sony news. Uh, we also did a stream uh, about Modern Warfare 2 getting campaign DLC. So thank you so much for supporting all the streams lately. And we are going to talk maybe Legos again. We've got a really fun idea and people are already kind of supporting it. So I'm going to end the previous stream about Sony news and bring everybody over uh, to the members only stream. We appreciate everybody supporting the channel and watching 